1: Y'all's the hater on all of my moves, but now niggas on it. That used to bait me on me and my views, but now niggas on it. I, see you I used to tell them I head me a show, but now niggas on it. Her homies, it. Homies, on it. homies on it.
0: Your homies on it.
2: Y'all's
1: the
0: hate on all of my
1: moves, but now niggas on
0: it. I used to bait me on me and my
1: views, but now niggas on it. I used to tell them I had me a show, but now niggas on it. Her homies on it. Your homies on it. The realest podcast Eagles. ever. The realest
2: podcast ever. The realest
3: podcast ever. I said you did the realest the
1: podcast. Yeah, ever. <laughs> I'm sitting here fighting with this mic like that. I need a damn Allen wrench. Matt fixes the mic for me, and the shit just slowly shifts down it again. Anyway,
3: no, you wouldn't need an Allen wrench. You just need a regular wrench,
1: like a small wrench. Little though,
3: right? the little uh, connect set wrenches.
1: Yeah, a little tiny wrench. Yeah,
3: Allen. No, I'm thinking of Allen key.
1: <laughs> That's the same thing as Allen wrench. Same shit yeah. as Allen wrench.
3: No, Allen key wouldn't do that.
1: I need a I need a wrench period.
3: <laughs> Realist podcast ever episode 100. I don't know what happens when we leave.
1: <laughs> Chaos, apparently. Yo, it's like what do, what
3: do they be doing in here when we leave?
1: Madness yo? apparently. Uh Realist Podcast ever episode 137, <coughs> is that correct? 137. I'm your boy C Diddy.
3: I meant. Oh, I was thought it was gonna be more than <laughs> nah, that. I'm so used it. to I'm C Diddy, aka yeah, nah, the Brown th- Bomber <laughs> Some something weird. <laughs> shit. I, I just I thought it was gonna be more to that.
1: That peach poppy and Black Hammer uh, episode went hard. Yeah, it of, did. A lot, lot of, lot of views and our last
3: episode got a lot of uh, traction and responses. And Yo, people
1: like was, that. people like when we like have something responsible to say. Apparently. I want to do it again. <laughs> oh, y'all talk about adult shit. Oh, <laughs> oh, y'all like that. Okay, all right. So you don't want to just hear about uh six nine and shit like yeah. that. But good looking. Yeah. yeah, we got some uh some intelligent young ladies gonna be joining us on the show here in a little bit. Uh, the two Alicia's. Uh, we're gonna be talking about entrepreneurship today. Today, yeah, I told you that a week ago.
3: Oh, I missed that. <laughs> yes. Oh wow. Yeah, that's today. It's in the rundown too. I would have put on pants. <laughs> Well, not saying I don't have on pants, <laughs> but I have on I'm,
1: I'm going put to the, full pants.
3: I'm going to the gym. I, yeah. I didn't think it was like a thing. I have on with
1: ball shorts and jeans. Yeah, I didn't the, think the, it was a thing. The, I mean, they're friends of the show, so they ain't tripping about it. Who are they? Uh, Alicia Roebuck the works for uh, Nielsen. You, I told you this days ago. You told me a lot of shit. It's, <laughs> I, it's like, it be so much. We've had a lot of conversations. Yeah, last um,
3: week. Yeah, me and Chad, we're going through it right now. Yeah, so, it's, uh, a it's a
1: lot. Alicia Roebuck and the other Alicia. I don't know her last name, but she owns the uh the kitty Spot. They did an ad with us a couple months ago. Oh, yeah.
3: you, you did mention this. Yes, right. It, glossed over that. There's a lot going it was on. It's just a hazy weekend. It yeah. was ice.
1: <laughs> it, it was ice, it was snow, it was all type of shit. So yeah, yeah, that
3: ice shit was crazy.
1: Yo, listen, I drove in it to New York by the Listen,
3: nigga. listen. The um I saw people falling left and right downtown the yeah. other night. So I was at uh Where's the Capital Grove? Chestnut, Broad Chestnut. Yeah, bro Chestnut. Main man comes across the street and he's like jogging, and I, I'm I like blow the horn. Don't, don't do it, cause he about to go up on the curb, and I'm just like family, and he ran up on the curb, and I'm talking about he slipped and fell, and he like rolled over, his whole ass came out of his pants. <laughs> I was just like, I don't know if his pants Did exploded. Pants That's what I was like, I don't know what's happening? <laughs>
1: But man, man, whole ass cheeks. Yo, was out the, on there was Rana a uh, the front of Capitol Grill. There was a fall compilation on hip hop 1987. Oh. They had ten videos oh. with all of the worst falls from the weekend, and I saw one where it was like a uh, like a, a white girl coming out of her crib. On a, it was like a wooden porch, mm-hmm. and she come down, come out the crib, she slipped, go right down the stairs. Then her boyfriend come out to I try to save yeah. her, and he go right
3: down. The other night when it started icing up, I pulled up to whatever the fuck that little block is right before ridge on Manny young and a white lady was stepping off and i pulled up to the street yeah. so that she wouldn't be on the curb because a lot of people don't realize this i did a whole ig story about it the other night walk in the street you know the car is running the street exactly. so the heat is wearing down the, the ice but the curb where it's no no it's no nothing go, it's going down there's no salt you, it's, it's all ice So I pulled up past the curb to the street so that she could just step out into the street. She went to step up on the curb. I'm talking. I'm watching like this is about to be terrible. (laughs) Both her legs went out and she bow on her back. She turned Ooh. over her shoulder. She was. I was like, "You okay?" She was like, "Just go ahead. Just, <laughs> just go." I was like, "You sure?" She was like, "Yeah." I was like, "What the fuck,
1: man? Holy like shit, man." People was
3: breaking their necks left and right. Yeah. JT took a nasty John. He had it on his page.
1: Yeah, that's bad, man. I, but yeah, I drove in that shit to New York on Saturday night. I'm driving and I'm like, it's like you know, it's like misting or whatever at that point. And then as I get into New Jersey, my windshield like just starts turning white. Yeah. I'm like. Is this like snow residue or like salt residue from the trucks or is this ice? And then as my whole windshield is covered in one sheet, I'm like, oh, yeah, no, this is ice. I got to turn the fucking defroster on. I'm out the window like Ace Ventura on the goddamn highway. It was a bad job. So I had to drive up and back in that shit.
3: Did you see Dallas by any chance? No. Dallas was like a 900 car pileup. Did you see that? That shit was
1: insanity. Holy shit! How did I miss that? Yeah, I saw that they closed the bridge. I think in Alabama, if the bridge froze and people said, "Man, I'm going," they went around the barricades and got on the icy, icy bridge and are banging out. Dallas,
3: Dallas was nuts. Are you about to say something? They said they had a historic winter storm coming two days ago. Yeah, in all Dallas. So, God knows the last time they had snow, but it was only like two inches of snow. That was the crazy part, wasn't it? Uh, th- on the first day, yeah, but I think it's gonna get worse. Didn't yeah, I think it
1: got up to like five or something like that. For them, that's a lot. That's so, like, but they—you had to
3: see the vid, like It was an 18-wheeler, like on like 60 miles an hour <laughs> running. In. No, I'm not joking. Like multiple people died and all that shit. Holy it was nuts. That that like. Last night at the Mavericks game, the, uh, the announcer was saying we want to thank all the people who f- who actually came out tonight to the games. We know how you know the snowstorm, whatever. Yeah, and it's like they don't sell four wheel drive vehicles down there because they don't need them. And he was like, you know, it's not a lot of snow, but just for down. Remember, like, remember that inch of snow shut down Georgia? Yeah, I was
1: I was about yeah. to talk about. It. it was like an inch and a half. They yeah. shut the
3: whole state down. Emergency. <laughs> no, we out here for Corona, but this fucking this inch of snow, fuck this. But yeah, Dallas, you had to see the video. Yo, that oh, fucking shit. 18-wheeler was doing like 60 miles an hour. And I mean ran clean in the park car. Because <sighs> it couldn't stop. And that, I've been in a situation like that. Yeah. I drive a, drove a truck and I pulled into the wall. This mine was uh um dedicated to Walmart. I pulled into the Walmart out of York, PA. And the whole parking lot was ice. And I just started sliding. And it's like... You don't realize how big an eighteen wheeler is, <laughs> Till you can't, till stop you can't up control up. <laughs> it. The steering wheel is doing nothing, and you just like, I'm getting out. <laughs> You're like, fuck all this, like tuck and roll at this dug. point. <laughs> and I, um, I basically was about, I was sliding into the Walmart. I'm like, I'm gonna hit the Walmart. So you know, in front of the Walmart, it's always those cages with the blue rhino, yeah. the propane drones. I'm like, this is how it is, <laughs> okay. And at the last second, I jackknifed and I went into the garden center. So I took out the whole garden. Like I drove through the yeah. garden center. It was crazy as fuck. Cops and uh, rescue. It was it was nuts. And the cop was just like, "Dude, like, how the fuck did you not hit the the front? Like, you know what I'm saying?" Yeah. I'm just like I have no clue. Yeah, they we would have uh, been wearing a matte T-shirt Dug, right now, had but it, it gone a different way. The shit wound up being like I think it was like ninety two thousand dollars worth of damage and shit. Mm. Like it was crazy as fuck. It was nuts. It was all on the news and everything. It was yeah. This shit was wow. <laughs>
1: like let's let's get interview the driver. You're like nah, good. No thank you. No thank you.
3: Like dog, that God shit was crazy. Damn. Yeah, my man, uh, uh, C. Shout out C, my childhood homie. He he jackknifed and flipped the eighteen wheeler over. He flipped the, flipped the jump. Oh. Yeah, like upside down flipped the jump.
1: That's bad, man. Yeah,
3: like Yeah. And it, them trucks, they so big and they so heavy. You know when you get to where like out uh, middle of the country, like the flatlands yeah. and shit like that, you know the wind get real bad. Right. Like, you coming through like Nebraska, Cheyenne, Wyoming, all that shit. They have like wind advisories to where it's like if you got an empty trailer, you're not even allowed to get on the highway. Because the wind will catch the wall of the trailer. Hey. And I, I I know a motherfucker who that happened to. Like, he was driving along the highway. The wind caught the trailer. And, you know, if the trailer is empty, it's essentially just a, a wall. Yeah. And the wind straight, w- w- like, flipped this truck while he was riding. He's like, dude, we was doing, he, him and his, uh, they do teams. He's like, me and my, tri- me and my uh, partner, we was doing, like, 45 miles an hour. And you could feel the wind. Like, you could feel just how, the tension from yeah. it. He's like, we caught a strong gust and literally flipped to the side. Dang. Hey. I'm like, yeah, that's scary as shit. Like.
1: Them storms, they no joke, man. Yeah, like, They no joke. man. No joke. Yeah, man. Everybody out there in the uh, in the Dallas area, man, y'all be careful. Slow down. If you don't got to go nowhere, get off the road. Same thing, Alabama. Get off the roads, man, and stop going around that barricade on that bridge. Y'all going to end up way worse for wear than trying to get wherever you're going. Man. One thing I noticed the other night
3: is no matter how bad a storm is, no matter how bad things are, <clears throat> excuse me,
1: people are coming outside. Oh, yeah. They're no. outside. Motherfuckers don't care. And the biggest thing is people just don't. Respect the weather conditions, number one, and then number two, they don't understand the status that their vehicle is in. Like, there's always a motherfucker in a Nissan Sentra or a Toyota Corolla doing seventy-seven miles dog, an hour. Dog, the nigga the other
3: night came ripping around the bus. I'm talking about flying. <laughs> he was damn near going sideways. Do you know what he was driving? A Toyota Tercel. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck makes you want to go that fast in a Tercel? This car won't go in you if you get into an exit. Like, dog, it's a two-door. <laughs> like a Little two door. Remember, I was telling you about the shit the other night on 676 with the Crown Vicks? Oh. Somebody was actually filming the shit. Remember, I was like, I'm coming down 676. It was a mess. And you get up there, you see a bunch of smashed up Crown Victorias. I'm just you think like. He tried to drift on 676. On I don't know if he lost control or what, but it's just like, dog. Like, that shit was on 911 Philly. And it's just hey. like, yeah, man, like, them accidents, them shits is no. Joke I saw like no bullshit 40 accidents the other night Friday night Saturday night It was just accidents Every fucking word Damn All over the fucking place I'm just like
1: Dog like why are y'all even out Yeah when I joke? came When I came back from New York I'm like <sighs> I'm breathing a sigh of relief Once oh. I get back <sighs> Then I get I'm in Roxborough You can literally Soon as you got as Soon as I got on Ridge Avenue Off of 76 You could see the I could see this ice All the way up Ridge Avenue The whole fucking way And I'm just like so no salt truck came at all. So I'm
3: coming up, uh, coming off the expressway to Wasaiken Transfer Center. You know where the big hill is? Yes, where the the, the, the train center. Mm-hmm. The the city was out there putting salt down with shovels. I was like, this is this is this city is just. We, we got to get out. of here. This is just ridiculous like they Y'all had not even
1: trying no more like
3: there was no salt truck <laughs> they had the motherfuckers out there but they was like scooping shovels just of throwing salt the salt out in. of like big buckets of salt and putting it on the street and i'm just like wow <laughs> like you in a <laughs>
1: fucking apartment complex like this is how you're going to take care of the city right with shovels and I, buckets
3: i slid bad as shit when i came home i got off uh saturday well going into sunday at midnight yeah and i drove home the drive home was cool i got to my car they super salted around my depot, so all that yeah. shit was straight. Um, the roads, you think I jumped right on 76, right off. Yeah. When I got to my spot, <clears throat> I pulled onto the street. And it's funny because I was on the phone with Jules. Jules had like, called me. So I'm on the phone with him, like, with a Bluetooth shit. And he was like, yo, what's what's uh, what's, what's work looking like? I'm like, nigga, I'm damn near home. He was yeah. like, what? I was like, I get off earlier on, on Saturday or whatever. So he's like, okay. So we start talking about some sneaker shit. And as I'm, I'm riding, and I was... I start sliding as, right. as I came off of the main street onto the the street that you know doesn't get access that much. I started sliding sideways as I was turning into Yo. the development. So I'm sliding sideways, and he like he talking. I'm like, oh, man. And he was <laughs> like, what? I'm like, I'm about to hit something. <laughs> he was like, what? I'm like, dog, I'm sliding sideways. He was like, well, stop the car. I'm like, nigga. You think, I, you think I, would, I wouldn't do it if that was a fucking option? What are you talking about? I'm like, nigga, I'm not trying to slide. What the fuck are you talking about? So I finally, I almost hit the car right at the, at the entrance of the uh, complex. So I, I basically, this is, this, is the, this is the entrance. Like, these are the parked cars. Yeah. This is the entrance. This is me coming down. As I'm turning in, I just start sliding sideways. And I slide past <laughs> the cars. You see it. They're like, I'm watching the cars go past me as I'm sliding. <laughs> so when I come to a stop, I'm right here. Like, I'm looking dead into this car's driver's window. I'm just like, how did I not hit this shit? Yeah. So I put my shit in reverse, back up. I come into the complex As I come into the first lot I start sliding down that shit And I'm just like Oh man The lot is all ice Ice. Yeah So I take it real slow Around the next turn Real slow around the next turn I start sliding Coming into my cul-de-sac So I'm just like What the fuck so I'm just like, fuck it. I pull up to the first spot I see. <clears throat> now, normally I'll back up to like these spots over here. But I just pull right up to the fucking island and just like. This I it. Just, I just want to stop here. the car. Right. So as I stopped the car, Drew was like. He's like, where'd you park? I'm like, I just parked at the island. Like, I just had to get the car stopped. So I'll just walk, you know, a further distance. He was like, but if the lot is all ice, <laughs> now you have to walk on it. I'm like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> fuck. You got a good point. Dog, I'm talking about I open the door and put my feet down. It was like you was on a, a skating rink.
1: Slippin' slide records.
3: So I basically backed my car up again, came down a little further, and I backed in to... That's something I kind of peeped the other day. On the ice shit, going reverse is actually easier to... Sweet. Yeah, <laughs> it's wild. So I backed my way through the lot to the spot that I wanted to be in, which was right up against the grass. Because when like, you get to the grass, you yeah, good. Yeah, you good. So I backed up against that. and But as I went to step out, the lot is literally like, you can't even get a footing because it's it's ice. My man, who he lived a couple of drones down. He pulled up. He got like a little Audi, the little S4 or whatever. Yeah. He pulled up and he parked. I'm like, please don't hit my car. Please don't hit my car. <laughs> and he pulled up and parked. So he jumped out the car and started walking around the back. And I was like, oh, shit, it must be drive right there. Yeah. And I looked down and I looked back and couldn't see him. And I was like, damn, he made in the crib already? And then I see him <laughs> climbing up from the trunk. I'm like, oh, he busted his ass. I was like, that's where the fuck he went. So he looked over at me. He was like, "Man, this shit all ice." I'm like, "You didn't peep that when you were sliding in the <laughs> fucking complex." It took me a good ten minutes to get the fuck out of the car. It's terrible. That shit was all. Yeah, Saturday ice, was a man. bad zone. It was all ice. It was Very, very bad. I did not fall though, so I felt you know happy about that.
1: But what's interesting when I um when I finally did get home, when I finally got up uh up fucking uh, Valley Forge and shit. It was no ice nowhere. I peeped that when I was up Plymouth meeting, it was no nothing. ice.
3: It was all center city and below. It was nothing. Like, all up Andorra, uh, White Marsh, all that shit was... N- I literally, I got off the bus and walked into the mall. It was nothing yeah. on the ground. But as you got closer and closer to downtown, and once you got down
1: there, it was icy to the monster. Yeah, the city was very, very bad, man. Yeah. Um, Well, yeah, before the uh, our guests get here, I'm not... uh. Sh- not, they are supposed to be here at 1.30, whatever. They may or may not be here already. Uh, we can knock out some of these topics before we get into our main uh, conversation for the day. Uh, did you catch Meek and Danny? I think everybody caught it. <laughs> uh, it's literally the talk of the internet right now. I, I,
3: rap is strange.
1: It, we talked about it on Saturday. It's literally like the equivalent of being in a cartoon. Yeah. Like, none of it, it's, it's no plot. It like, it's no storyline. It doesn't really make much sense. It's just entertaining.
3: Like, Meek could have hit him in the head with an anvil <laughs> and he wouldn't have died. <laughs> you know what
1: I'm saying? Like, that's how cartoonish this shit is. Like, can you imagine you coming out from having a nice dinner or wherever the hell he was and then Danny pops Danny out? Danny ran a concert. Yeah, Danny pops out from in between two cars and starts spitting push icy lines at you. Like, it's but Allegedly, shit. Meek spat on him. Yeah, allegedly. In the the, the so my story. thing is, if he spit on you and y'all didn't get it popping, what was the point of waiting outside the club?
3: Because I don't got my phone.
1: <laughs> so. Oh shit! Oh, oh, shit! <laughs> my phone is in the car. <laughs> <laughs> this is the rematch. It's like with fucking. Uh... <laughs> this is the rematch. <laughs> you think I let you spit on my big brother? <laughs> 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 this is the
3: rematch. <laughs> 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 fucking deep Fucking sticky fingers! Niggas came out of a dog catcher <laughs> truck. <laughs> this is the
1: rematch. <laughs> it's ridiculous! Like it was literally Yo. like it was, like, it, was it, it looked scripted. It was yeah. so crazy. Like and my favorite part of it, Meek just looked so confused. And Meek was startled. dressed
3: exactly how how I would be dressed if I had yeah, twenty five million said, dollars. They said
1: he was dressed like uh, Poppy from Holly Question. That's Boom. exactly how I would be dressed. so <laughs> Like he just looked so confused. Like wait, what? Like I'm getting pressed by a rat. Like yes, you are. <laughs> Welcome to 2021, baby. A rat with a beard implant is pressing you. Outside of a concert, <laughs> <laughs> it is terrible. <laughs> okay, it's, it was like Danny d- uh, got a beard implant and dyed his hair back black and forgot he was a bitch and just like just start bugging the fuck out.
3: I would get one of them uh, the 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 cue from juices. What? The Raheem from Juice, yeah, yeah. The little John, <laughs> I would get one. I wanted to do a, a like be funny, do a YouTube video, but they're a thousand dollars, so I'm not paying for that. Yeah, you gonna have
1: to rock that if you. <laughs> yeah, that I got. Now I, I gotta wear <laughs> it. Like, how long
3: these last? <laughs> how long these jaws last? Man? Taking your shit to the cleaners and every fucking thing else, but I would do it to be funny on some YouTube shit for the YouTube yeah. channel. The um, I... Meek has a very
1: interesting rap career. Yeah, you got in depth on this yesterday. Do you want to expound for the audience? It's like
3: Meek is gonna go into—I don't know if he's gonna go into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame or um, maybe Guinness Book of World Records, maybe even Ripley's Believe It or Not, <laughs> something. You know, maybe what all saying? three. Maybe all three. <laughs> Meek's career is insane because it's like he—he was—he was. He was Branded as the face of criminal reform. Yes. To have a known federal informant run up on you, and the, the,
1: the face of criminal the face
3: reform, of criminal reform <laughs> and call you all kinds of bitches and tell you how I got the strap on me.
1: Said I got my own fire I don't need security in the club (laughs) Is (laughs) why That's It's just some Meek shit Like only
3: only, Meek's the only person That could happen to
1: Facts You know what I'm saying That's not happening to like Roddy Rich or 217 You
3: see what I'm saying It's just like Damn like Meek's a legend But not really He's a great rapper But like not really Yeah then he has like this wonderful career,
0: but not but really. Not really. <laughs> like- if you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's, <laughs> a lot of lot of black eyes. Along like he's the way. The,
3: he's the first rapper from Philly outside of like Will and Eve and them to be like number one albums you know multi-platinum records and all of this shit and he's on the Forbes list I don't think anybody like Beans I don't even think Eve was doing
1: that he got a single
3: from his last album that sold 6 million units but then on the flip side he like he goes to jail for riding a bike and yeah it just be like stupid shit that just I I don't know what like we we talk about our time he has the ability to be Jay-Z
1: yeah and it just... It was two people that had the 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 next Jay-Z thing lined up for him. It was him and J. Cole. Right. Because it's a stature thing that right. goes along with your rhyming ability, ability and all of that in order to be Jay-Z. J. Cole decided he wanted to be Father Africa. Yeah. He went a different direction. And J. Cole is still fucking amazing and one of my <laughs> favorite artists.
3: You know what I watch even if you think about it? The episode of A Different World when uh Dwayne Dwayne ran into the wedding. Oh, man. Have you seen that episode well enough? Yeah. Remember the boy Cree was dating with the dreads and yeah. all that? And I was like, man, boy, got the J. Cole. Oh, <laughs>
1: shit, going in that episode. Like, man, J. Cole stole my man whole swag. Yo, What's real talk. On.
3: He came in and was like, yes, yeah, even though I'm against all this bougie and all this overly shown wealth. I will, I will admit it's pretty fly in here. Like, <laughs> he was funny as
1: shit on there. But like, yeah, no, it was
3: Cole. And, it was, was, was Cole and
1: it was meek. And then once Cole went a different direction and carved his own path and wanted to be an activist and rap about different stuff and this, this, and this, after that first album, boom, he took himself out of the conversation. So now it's meek. You literally got the perfect setup. You signed to Ross. You deeply affiliated with Puff. And your management is Jay-Z. It's all there. Mm -hmm. It's all there for you. But at some point, you just started to either hold on to shit you didn't need to hold on to or affiliate yourself with shit you didn't need to or have conversations with people you shouldn't have been talking to and it convinced you, let's jump off a cliff. Let's go at the biggest artist in the world and the biggest... Person that you have at your disposal to help you because he didn't show up at your concert for free mm-hmm. in Philadelphia. Right. We're from Philadelphia and don't even want to be here. Yeah. To think that Drake is firing up the jet to come yeah. to Philadelphia for a random Saturday in yeah. March, you're bugging.
3: I, I will say this about me because I'm a, I'm a Meek fan. I've said it before. I think his intro is the best intro in rap history. I I... I... I really uh, appreciate how he clawed back. Yes, because I, I said it. I thought he was done. I, 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 I honestly figured it was like, oh, people gonna be past him. Yeah, people yeah. gonna be past caring about what well, because he was with Nicki Minaj, and let's keep it a bean. I know y'all hate her. She was the biggest female artist on earth.
1: I got a theory about Nicki Minaj too. We'll talk she about she, show.
3: she still is one of the biggest female artists yeah. on earth. She is the biggest ever as far as the rap game is concerned. Yeah. She's the most successful. We not even going to it. He was with her. Signed the J. And Drake was, they was friends. They was homies. You got this diss track from the Drake situation. You and Meek, I mean, you and uh, Nikki broke up. You wasn't on Twitter for six months. It was just like, what more could possibly, then you ended up in jail where you can't do nothing, no appearances, no, I just was like, It's over for me. Yeah. And to see him come back was just like, damn, to come back with championships, it was just like, oh, shit.
1: And in that Drake, through that Drake situation, the most bizarre moment, he got so frustrated. He took the bait on the AR Ab situation and was like, fuck AR Ab in front of a pink stage. It was the strangest shit of all time. And I'm just like. This is bad
3: Yeah Like I, I honestly Just didn't think he was Once all of that shit Like the culmination Of everything I was just like no So to see him get back It's like damn Then you, you get out of jail the Sixers embrace you the way they do with Michael Rubin. You ringing the bell and shit the night you get out. Like, it was like movie shit. It was yeah. like some fucking Batman shit. Like, yeah. you got released from jail, got picked up from a helicopter, and ended up at a Sixer game ringing the bell. Like, the whole everything yeah. came behind you. Then they make you the face of criminal reform, which is as ridiculous as everything has been with the unfair treatment between police and the citizens, with the criminal justice system and prisoners and just everything. You become the face of that. Then you drop championships, and it's yeah. like, oh shit. Nick did it. Yeah, you, bet. you make the Forbes list. Twenty million. It's like, goddamn, that that
1: that's what's Fucking up. Investing lids. You had to shit with Africa,
3: even though that went completely left. You you had the shit went so. The well. Africa shit went so <laughs> left, but it's like you had the Puma deal. You had it. It just everything was. It happened and it, and yeah. it went well. And it just at times for me it just be like yo with these stupid ass situations it's like why him like why like what the fuck did six nine jump out Why like and that's why I'm just like if that shit is true with the whole spitting on them shit yeah. it's just
1: like. You incited a situation, unnecessary you, you, situation. You see where I'm getting at yeah, with this? Yeah. It's
3: like, all right, now we passed the whole him running up and y'all with the cameras and all that goofy shit. Yeah. Now it's like, why did this happen? Yeah, let's it's get like into the why of it. It's like did Six Nine just jump out on you on some? He trying to sell his documentary on Showtime shit, and then they put out like, oh, he spit on him in the fucking thug concert, and yeah. it's just like, so why'd you spit on the man?
1: Yeah, because the thing is, the the rule in the streets is that you ain't gonna really do nothing to a rat. You' are supposed to ignore him. So the simple fact that you incited a situation, like where did you, what did you think was going to happen next? You thought it was just over? Like, I I guess he thought it was over or whatever, but you know, there's no footage of the spitting incident and what happened in the- Like,
3: we don't even know if that really happened. Exactly. So it's like, that could be a lie. And that's where it's just like, this shit is like macho man (laughs) (laughs) promos. (laughs) You see what I'm saying?
1: This is like when the when superpowers broke up, Macho Man and Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that? You ever seen the one with the creamers? No.
3: Uh, you ever seen that? Oh my God! I don't <laughs> see how. Y- That's it. We, we, <laughs> TRP video time. Dog. Anybody watching this shit? If you get a chance, Macho Man got the best promos in wrestling, hands, yeah. hands down. Fucking Macho Man because Macho Man was on Coke. Yeah. Like, he was on raw coke.
1: Yeah, they literally said he was like that all the time. Like, he, was, he was always high strung like Like,
3: for you to, like, do that shit just on the on the
1: strength is that's drug yeah, addict they, they said he walked around in a continual state of paranoia
3: macho man like Mean G like we got Macho Man here you know he's facing Hulk Hogan this Sunday for the world championship belt how do you feel about? let me tell you something mean G like just to be able to do <laughs> that shit whenever <laughs> like just on demand you gotta be on coke it's a it's a joke it's called Macho Man the cream of the crop and he was talking about him being the cream of the crop and he kept pulling little coffee creamers
0: <laughs> out of <laughs> Oh, see, I don't
3: see. I don't know how I've never seen Doug, it. the nigga was pulling coffee creamers out and he put the creamer on top of his head and was talking about, I'm the cream of the fucking crop. I don't see how, No, if you've never seen this shit, I'm going to just play a second of it so y'all can get a gist of what I'm saying. Go pause this shit And go type in Macho <laughs> <do> Man <laughs> Cream of the Crap On YouTube
0: Michigan. It's a day that I'm certain My guests at this time Will not forget I'm talking about the Former Intercontinental Champion Of the World Macho Man Randy nothing, that means nothing. nothing. Nothing, nothing means nothing. Man. Nothing means nothing. What do you mean by that? More. I'm talking about all the way to the top, yeah. Unjustifiably in a position that I'd rather not be in. But the cream. <laughs> 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 to the
4: <top>. oh, yeah. <laughs> he was of yeah. like he said,
3: He throws it, right?
0: And President Jack Tunney thinks that I got, yeah. And I'm to tell you something right now. Cards stacked against the Macho Man Rady Savage in WrestleMania 3. Yeah, hey, let me see it, yeah. Let me see it. Loud. And let me point to the president of the World Wrestling Federation. To my is that a
1: turtleneck t shirt? I'm
0: really oh. happy with your decision, yeah. I the queen <laughs> of the Federation. And there is no doubt about it, yeah. You mean she? You know the... oh, wait, wait a minute though, Randy, I've got to ask you. you serious? Do you blame Mr. Jack Tunney, the distinguished president of the World Wrestling Federation, for Ricky Steamboat being the intercontinental champion today? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Outside interference here. Yeah. In my moment of glory. Yeah, I know I'm living in a nightmare. And I am the queen. And now. Not only the Intercontinental Heavyweight Championship belt must fall, but the World Heavyweight Championship belt. Because Hulk Hogan, yeah, I am the queen, <laughs> the queen of the crop. And there is no one that does it better than the Macho Man Randy Savage.
1: Yo, this is phenomenal. Yo, watch
4: it. I'm
3: telling you. Setting about the, the scene. <laughs> he has on a Shit. purple
1: Macho Man shirt that's like a mock neck. Like, Dog! The, the neck on the, Ugh, the collar on the t-shirt shit. comes up to the middle of his neck. <laughs> and he has a handful, his left hand is yo. full of coffee creamers. Yo. And he's, every time he says I'm creamer, the creamer <laughs> <laughs> of the Nigga,
3: get that creamer out. He stuck one in EG pocket. <laughs> Ridiculous. But that's how this shit be feeling. It's just like, yo, it's like Macho Man promos after a while. It's like, Where's the seriousness of this? You know what I mean? And it was funny because I saw Redman was doing an interview. And Redman, they were talking about how back in the day, like, them getting into the shit that they would get into, like all the fights and whatever, whatever. And he was like, "What well, a rap community was so, like, it was so tight-knit to where it's like, you heard... Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Somebody had a problem with you Everybody was like Yo, you know We kind of got to Right And he was like There was no uh, Oh, so-and-so A big dog So-and-so A like Motherfuckers would run right up, like you know what I'm saying, like yeah. you know Nas and them straight step the puck, like nigga, yeah. what the fuck is all this about? Yeah, oh, Nas nah, was coming even
1: to niggas' concerts.
3: Coming to that's what he was saying. Like it wasn't no internet. There was no yeah. there was no social media, so it's like we didn't have that. So it's like the only place I could see him is that
1: when they do their yeah. show at the Apollo. We going down KRS1 there. as one pulled the nigga from PM Dawn off the stage. Come they with was me. talking about that. Yeah. <laughs> Come with me, nigga.
3: Remember uh, what's his name pulled up to the battle? Uh. <laughs> Uh, oh, CNN and uh, Junior Mafia. And Junior Mafia. What's the uh, the Detroit nigga? No fly zone. Oh,
1: uh, trick trick.
3: Came to the battle.
1: Oh, uh, the, shy, the shotgun sugar.
3: Shotgun sugar and, and uh and uh. Some up, up trick trick. He walked to the to he, the front. They started <laughs> this joint. What was that? No, nah, we battling. <laughs> uh, uh, we battling, uh, OG. Man, <laughs> like, nah, that's really how that shit was. Like, motherfuckers were really really. You know what I'm saying. So now that's why I was saying yesterday to see them have this situation where. Y'all are like screaming at each other yeah. with your phones. It's just so strange. Now, Meek wasn't recording. That was somebody who was with him. Okay, gotcha. Recording. But 6ix9ine is like screaming at him, like, yeah. with the, and it's just like, come on, man. Like, th- this is, this is, and th- like, like Ross said, why are you even associated with this shit? Yeah. Some Jones is just better left alone. Yeah, for sure. I guess that's what the whole thing you were just saying. Like, if you're not going if
1: you're Put not, the man if you're in not the dirt. not to go all the way. Just <clears throat> Y'all can just coexist. You could be on your side of the earth. He could be on his side of the earth. This is a one in a zillion time that y'all was gonna run into each other anyway.
3: I think it's interesting that 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 six nine is like just out.
1: Well, I mean, he got the Israeli guard with him, so he's not. Really- <laughs> they didn't look like Israeli guard. Well, no, this this is the B team. <laughs> I was this the C team <laughs> like, that looked like us.
3: That <laughs> like, shit. This is the
1: motherfucking C team. It, it was me. a nigga
3: with a frohawk. It was an old yeah. Italian man. <laughs> I
1: was like, I don't know what the fuck is going Apparently, on. Apparently, uh, a create music group ain't got the same budget as uh as Universal. Yeah.
3: But I, I just thought it was wild that, like, 6ix9ine's just out at a thug concert. Yeah. Again, WWE, cartoon. Like, yeah. how? Like, y'all have this whole thing where it's like, oh, he a rat. We done with him. We, am saying, I'm saying. But here he is. Here he is. Did you see the new song he put out or is going to put out? No. He had like a clip of like a song that he did the other like He did like a video in the studio or whatever. He had the
1: pink Balenciagas on? Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. He's still talking gangsta shit. I'm lost. It's just
3: so crazy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Hit you with the strap. (laughs) It's just crazy.
3: (laughs) But what's wild is though, He going to do a bunch of streams and make some money. Yeah, for sure. And that goes into the shit we was talking about the other day. Like we really might have to like coon ourselves out.
1: It, it it's there. Like it's 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 the writing is on the wall, unfortunately. Like. like nonsense is getting rewarded. And let's let's put this in perspective. Throughout the history of arts and entertainment, music and culture, nonsense has always gotten rewarded, but on a small scale. Right. Now the nonsense has come to the forefront and that's kind of like the problem that I have in like the conversation that we was having yesterday, me, like you, just, and Rob. Just
3: not to, but just put it in perspective. Meek's biggest record, like his biggest record, is a number six. Yeah. That's the Joe McDrake. Uh bad. going bad. Still going bad on you anyway. <clears throat> Excuse me. That record is six times platinum now. Yeah. That's a smash top ten record that sold millions of copies. That's Meek's best performing song ever. Yeah. In the last year, Danny six nine be. has a number three, a number seven, and a number one. Yeah. What the fuck?
1: Yeah. That's crazy like, as shit. Yeah. That just goes to show how much people support nonsense. And week featuring Drake made it to number six. Right?
3: Danny on his own popped out a number three, <laughs> and then got Nicki and popped out of number one.
1: Shit, crazy, it's nuts. And there's a there's a whole hidden like racial. <laughs> there's like a racial undertone to the six nine shit. Too, where it's like, if you ever go through his comments and shit like that, like especially like when the trial was going on and he was testifying and all that, it was you, you would see like a lot of Hispanic people like, man, fuck them niggas and da da da, and they would do it to <laughs> us and brown pride and so there's like a racial undertone to. His support group to where they feel like oh it was a bunch of black guys that tried to like take advantage of this Mexican kid so we banded together under the flag to protect him again and I'm just like they're
3: doing a, a documentary on Showtime yeah. basically on this type like what does it cause to be a superstar and this that and the third and basically showing like he was a genius which we, we've never taken that from him we that said from it from me. the beginning he's an internet genius he understands even this shit <laughs> when me Think about it. If Meek spits on you, let's allegedly. Yeah. If Meek, you there, and Meek Mill spits on you, what do you do? It's go time. It's it's this rips him. Yeah. <laughs> In the words of the Rock, it's Boosie's time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, it's it's, go, it's time. In Danny's sick internet mind, mind it's like, let me go get my phone. I'm gonna hold that. and I'm gonna record me snapping on I'm him when he comes outside. And you see what happens, yeah. All over the and like
1: he you just, have real, li- you have real live gang members, gangsters and such talking about. Man, Danny got Danny won that he got off, and I'm like, well, what did he win exactly? The internet. I started
3: seeing that on Twitter the other day, like Danny won Meek Zero, and I was just like, I don't know, man. Yeah, like
1: internetting is a is a is a contest now. Yeah. apparently. it's going to be an Olympic sport yeah. by 2050. But meanwhile, if Meek fucking <coughs> blow uh, Danny brains out. Meek's a fool. You a fool. You a clown. Why would you do that? You knew he was trying to bait you. Why would you take the bait, Meek? Meek. Why would you fall for it? You had a higher all all, all, all the lunches <laughs> with Jay Z. You do this
3: <laughs> like somebody the other day tweeted was like, uh, "Take the ten thousand and then the the like it was a thread. That yeah. was the first tweet. <laughs> take the ten thousand and then the next tweet was because man, Meek then had several lunches with Hov and I just don't know, man." <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, the fuck up. I saw a thread yesterday. Well, it wasn't. There was a. It was one tweet, but it was a series of pictures attached to it. It was like now I understand why everybody was looking at Meek like this, and it was the picture like Ross. Oh looking yeah, at him, yeah. The Yo the shit, yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> like it. It just it, it. It that internet shit is crazy. Yeah. To, to to navigate it and really understand it, it's wild as fuck. Even like when you look at DJ Academics, he know what he's doing. He tweets yesterday, yeah, I don't get in the Meek Mill business, but I'm gonna talk about this on YouTube. It's like, nigga, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, what? Like, the internet is a strange place, man. The uh what was I about to say? I, I just don't know. Like when it when it comes to Meek's career, it's just like I've never seen one person who just is so super-duper talented but just keeps getting, like, marred by these nonsense
1: Um, situations. Unfortunately... a time is going to come where he's going to have to smoke somebody and just go up, fucking go to jail for life or something like that because it's just like the energy, it's so much nonsense like energy around him and like the fact that somebody like Danny would be willing to play with him in that manner, he's going to have to prove a point at some point. Like my man's head used to say all the time, at some point you got to make an example out of a nigga. Mike made an example out of nobody yet and unfortunately at some point he's going to have to because they tried the Quentin Miller shit that backfired. Everybody, because Quentin Miller admitted it. Oh yeah, hey, I heard Meek and him beat you up. Yeah, no, they did, you know, at the Nike store or whatever. And everybody's like, why would y'all beat up Quentin Miller? I stood on this. What what did they beat up Quentin Miller for? Because he uh they said that he uh <coughs> he denied the ghostwriting story as Meek told it, and he said, You making me look like a goofy and a liar, and when I see you, I'ma fuck you up. Oh. And then they saw him at the Nike store in Beverly Hills and apparently and put hands and feet on him. But mm-hmm. then he admitted it. But behind the scenes allegedly, it was basically like this whole thing was like, yeah, uh, we got the video, Quentin Miller getting this is what academics are saying. We got the video, blah blah blah. And if he deny it, if he deny that we fucked him up, we we dropping the video. And then he admitted it, and then they didn't have an, <laughs> then they didn't have another move. Why y'all putting my name in this shit? <laughs> 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 so this is the nonsense.
3: <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't really get super into that whole story or whatever. It was dumb shit, that's why. <laughs> but that the safari situation—it just is always some nonsense yep. going on, and it's just like, just put out hot ass music, and and like, I don't know why that's never the 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 joint. Baby.
1: I don't know. Man. Drake
3: had a very good line. I think it was on uh, uh five a.m. in Toronto. He said uh. I'm the only one still known for the music. I swear. And that line is always like interesting to me because when I look at so many rappers, there are very few who were like when you mention them, the first things you think of or going on is like their music. Right. You hey, understand what I'm you saying? Think
1: about their shoes, their tours, their merch.
3: Like think about if I if, if I say paint? if I say Megan Thee Stallion, what's the first thing that pops into your mind? Really nice. If I say Travis Scott, what's the first thing that pops into your mind? If I say Kanye, what's the first thing that pops into yeah. your mind? If I say Jay-Z, what's the first thing that pops into your mind? Rock Nation. Beyonce, it, it's just, <laughs> it's, it's, it's it's very few rappers who just, they continuously are just like, yeah. you mention them and it's like. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, But the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yo, he killed that Johnny. Did you hear him on right. so and so and music stuff. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. It's it's right. just like that shit is crazy how like that's the problem to me though with the 24-hour news cycle and the internet and the memes and the and all of this goofy shit. It's it's made us worry about all this extra right. shit right. that go on to where the actual skill and the reasoning in these people being in these positions kind of gets, like, overshadowed right. at times.
1: And the thing is, though, originally, like, music was always kind of like a stepping stone for people to do the other shit, but they still maintain the integrity of keeping their music first. You know, like, Tupac was a excellent actor, but he was an excellent rapper also, right. and he still put out multiple classic albums.
3: You see what I'm saying?
1: So it's like, at some point, People had just have gotten away from it to where it's like, oh, all right, I did this music shit. I sold, you know, two million records, whatever, whatever. And now I'm just doing all this other shit full time to the point where they don't even have time to focus on me.
3: Like you'd be forgetting almost that they do music because yeah. you be like, damn, I ain't heard nothing in this long. The funniest tweet I seen yesterday: the baby is charging three hundred thousand for a verse. Yeah. now, And somebody come up and was like, oh, damn, that's why I ain't hearing no new shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: the only explanation. <laughs>
3: I was like, yeah, three hundred K for a verse is nuts.
1: And you know, that's a that's a situation of number one, somebody out kicking their coverage, and then reporting that you out your coverage. Because, fam, as skinny as these budgets are in rap music right now, the average new artist, even if it's a a brand new artist that might want to work with you, even if he has a robust music deal like a stupid deal, he got three mil in the budget. He's not giving you ten percent of the budget for. A feature because it doesn't equ- you're not guaranteed to go number if I pay somebody three hundred, I gotta go number one for yeah, multiple weeks. Right. So it just doesn't the, the math of it doesn't make sense.
3: The math's not math. It's not
1: math. Right. And you're not getting that. Like, your, your number, and I tell people this in, in in a lot of scenarios, your number when it comes to music and booking is not the highest number you charged or the highest number you got away with. How
3: many joints can you get? How
1: many joints at that number can you get? Mm-hmm. That's your number. Mm-hmm. So if you got 15 placements at 150 and two at 300, your number ain't 300. Right. Your number is 150. Right. Or at best, it's somewhere in between.
3: I remember Snoop was saying he got 500,000 and do like a... a Bar mitzvah or a private party or some shit like that. Yeah. It was like five hundred thousand. But he was saying he they was saying he normally gets uh two hundred for a show. Right. It's like, yeah, Snoop's not charging five hundred for an yeah, appearance. Well, this was years ago. Yeah. But it's like not five I got five hundred to go do this shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. So how does it work? Can you explain that real quick? How does the budget situation
1: work? All right, so say say a new artist gets a um get a record deal. Say it's somebody scorching hot or whatever, say they get a two million dollar deal just for numbers' sake. A million of that is going to, um, probably 500K of that is going to go to them in advance. So they're gonna get that in their pocket. Boom. But you have to pay taxes on that shit and everything, which I was thinking about this recently. That doesn't even make sense because it's technically a loan and you gotta pay it back. Why the fuck are you paying taxes on a loan? But that's how
3: Jenkins. Beans actually is. said it, knowing what he knows now in the no talk, Oh Skinner interview, he would never talk no up Yeah, because money.
1: all it is is a high interest loan. It's like right. a thirty it's like a predatory rate loan. It's like thirty-seven percent interest or some goofy shit like that. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, all right, so your deal's gonna be basically broken down into three parts. You're gonna get 500K up front. If you a priority, you're gonna get 500K for marketing, and then you're gonna get a million dollars for your album budget. Okay. So, <clears throat> the the marketing money, they're gonna rape that. They're gonna put all types of bullshit charges and shit on your marketing budget stylus, fucking travel, all types of shit, billboards, all type of shit. But say if something, uh, you know, if you got 10 billboards across the country at an average rate of 9,000 a piece, they're gonna say they was 14. They gonna cut the check for the one forty. Somebody gonna put that fucking fifty thousand in their pocket, and you never gonna see that shit again. Sort of like
3: a change check when you go get a car.
1: Literally, yeah. like that. So it's it's gonna be all types of, but that's gonna happen to you. Every trust and
3: st- believe me. I did it with my kid. <laughs> yeah, that Sorry. shit is
1: gonna happen every step along the way, though. You know what I'm saying? With the exception of the money you literally put in your pocket, right? That's the only money that they're not going to finesse you on. So then say you got a mill to do your album. So, you know, you got to pay producers. You got to pay engineers. You got to pay studio time. You got to pay uh, for features. A lot of times what artists do now, they basically swap features. So right. that's why when Drake said on me, Niggas be wanting a verse for a verse, No, That's, bro, not that's when swap I swap to me. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm going to do more for you than you're going to do for me. Right. So I need 10 verses from you, which I don't need because yeah. I'm Drake.
3: <laughs> gotta bring me some sneakers Dude, or something Dude, you
1: gotta, you gotta come back yeah. Then just the fucking verse swap but a lot of times what that's what artists do they swap verses whatever they you know a lot of times these artists when they finally do get in the studio together if they got any chemistry they'll cut enough records to do a whole album and then just spread them out mm-hmm. so like Lil Baby and Bag Yo got like 10 records together right. you know over the years that was created at various points and it's like oh alright we're well, we gonna use this for this put this on your album whatever whatever so that's, that's the, a way to get around having to pay artists but then the Artists still get they pub splits and their uh, royalty splits on the back end. So it's still money right, being generated. made. It's just no payment up front right. or whatever like that. So it's like if you got a million dollar album budget, which is super robust at this point because you can get so much shit done for that money, um, you know, long as you staying away from the big ticket, you know, uh, producers and artists, like, you can come in in the black and fucking make money, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying, and be turning in your album in the black. And make bread, but the problem is, those are just example numbers. In reality, most artists is getting three hundred total right. for album cycle. <laughs> Two fifty.
3: Yeah, I remember it was like, it was like a big deal that fifty got a million.
1: Well, that was but he got a mill straight up front. Yeah, that was just money. In oh, that pocket. wasn't the the no, budget. He got a he got a he got the uh he got he a got million mil in a watch in a pocket in an eight hundred thousand dollar watch. Right. That was just the. I remember solid. that was like,
3: boy, what, what the fuck! Like, all right, exactly. so,
1: but that's because he was so hot at the time. The average, and Drake got two million at the time when he signed. But his back end was so fucked up for a decade yeah. that he's just now kind of like getting out of that. And then you see how much money he made the last five years compared to the first eight right. years, <laughs> because yeah. every you had you had to all right. So, Drake got discovered by. Jazz Prince, right. which is Jay, Jay Prince Prince's son. younger, not the youngest, but like the middle, the middle son. son. Yeah, he takes him to. He's he was already on tour with Lil Wayne. It's crazy when you look back to
3: older music, he mentions jazz a lot. A lot. Me and yeah. Lil Jazz about the spaz. Can you keep up? Like, yeah. he always was talking yeah, about He yeah. still
1: be. Yeah, jazz thong, is still a part yeah. of his business, but just not to that same extent. Everybody got. Shit got reworked.
3: Right. Con, last, you,
1: contracts <laughs> can be recontracted. Be contracts yeah. got recontracted right around. Right after. Right a, around or before Scorpion. Everything got redone. So that's why you hear him talking. They just gave me two for. No, around views. I'm sorry. I was about everything to say. Everything got yeah. redone. Everything I read done around views. Uh, so he gets discovered by Jazz Prince. Jazz Prince is already on tour with Lil Wayne. His dad tells him, yo, don't be on tour dick riding Lil Wayne. You need to come to the table with something. Tell him you want to do a label. Ah, ah, ah. He brings Drake to Lil Wayne. At the time, Drake was primarily a singer that was starting to rap. mm mm-hmm. Fucking, he go on tour with Wayne as a singer singing the hook to Mrs. Officer every night. Right. So that's how he cut his chops. They had a fucking studio on the bus. They start recording, blah, 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 making records whatever whatever Drake starts to hone his shit Wayne is still Wayne Wayne gave him the fucking Wayne co sign when he felt like he was ready to be a rapper then from there they start soliciting offers but it was basically like the fix was in the whole time they start soliciting offers to guarantee that Young Money Cash Money was going to give him what they wanted right. to get but it was it was never a point where he wasn't signing with Young Money Cash Money they would have literally killed him they would have killed the nigga like
4: Right,
1: and I've been told by music industry people it was that deep like yeah no Drake Deal fucked up but like if he leaves like Birdman gonna kill his whole family Mm -hmm. so he he was just stuck he makes too much money for too many people so they solicited him to Warner Brothers at one point Jay thought he had a shot on signing all that it was all a fucking farce it was just to get the numbers up so what they did was right before he signed the deal they created a sub label to a sub label right They created Aspire Music Group, Mm -hmm. which was G. Roberson, Jazz Prince, Drake,
3: and Cortez. That's what I thought. thought Those were the four
1: entities under Aspire, and Jazz was supposed to get like 26% of the label. Mm -hmm. He was supposed to have a controlling interest Mm -hmm. because he had the proof of concept and discovered the artist. And then. The other three parties were a part of it. Then they signed to Young Money, which was signed to Cash Money, which is distributed right, by Universal. Universal Republic. You signed to one nigga who you signed, signed to another nigga who signed to, another nigga who signed to another a bunch nigga. of niggas. And yeah. that's bad luck. Like, yeah. So that's what Pusher was referring to there. Yeah,
3: Pusher wasn't lying.
1: No, he definitely wasn't lying. So through that whole process, when you start making, you know, when you do four mil in your first album and then... The fucking Young Money album, Do Damn near a Mill, and you got two mm-hmm. singles that go triple platinum. There's a lot of fucking money coming in. Right. But the problem is Birdman is only set up to pay two, sure. maybe you three are, niggas. You already know, Playboy. <laughs> so <laughs> You know how we, this go, Playboy. <laughs> we are going to prioritize <laughs> yeah. the most important yeah. parties around this shit to pay. And something important to recognize is that at the same time when Drake is heating up and they had to sign Drake, Lil Wayne is the biggest artist in the world, and they signed him to a four-album, $140 mm, million Little Wayne, Wayne, Lil
3: Wayne still has another Carter in the tuck. Exactly. Yeah.
1: So now you got to give him $70 up front right. on that deal. So that's back to the half shit. You got to give him 70 up front. So if y'all just got a hundred and fifty, you just gave Wayne forty-five percent of it. Right. You gotta make eighty m's last for four more years right. till you get to the next check, and you just gave Drake two million. All right, so now y'all minus seventy-two out of the buck 50. Right. But with that money, you gotta pay royalties, you gotta pay pub because y'all administer all your artists' pub and mm-hmm. they royalties. You gotta pay for marketing, you gotta pay for music videos, you gotta pay for travel, you gotta pay for everything. Right. But if you spend the one fifty the first six months buying Lauda Jets yeah. in Scott Storch old mansion, yeah. it ain't no money to pay nobody. Let me talk to you, black boy. <laughs> <Let me laughs> Until you, boy. the money generated from the royalties and all of that come in, but that shit is only a four time a year payment. Yeah, as a and it's a it's a it's a it's a it ain't a micro payment, but it ain't one hundred fifty million. Yeah. So these motherfuckers was literally running a label. With the three biggest artists, by the time twenty eleven rolled around, you had three biggest artists in the world on your label. But they live in advance to advance.
3: Yeah. Did you see Fab talking about Lil Wayne coming to do the feature? No. Fab, <laughs> Fab was on uh, Drink Champs. I saw the clip. He said that Lil Wayne and them they wanted uh, was it a hundred thousand for the verse? I think it was a hundred k. I want to say it was a hundred k for the verse. And he was like, they wanted 100k for the Lil Wayne and they requested four bottles of Cristal for the for the uh, for the session or whatever. So Fab was like, all right, cool, you know, we get it done, whatever, whatever. And he's like, in my mind. You know they going to come through. We got champagne in the spot. We going to be, you know, he's like they literally came in Wayne the diverse in 10 minutes and they took the four bottles and got back on the <laughs> like what the fuck?
1: Like,
3: like dog, but that contract shit is crazy as fuck. Yeah,
1: it's, it's just it's just so much like the devil is in the details and there's so much like fine print and like uh and who's indemnified and uh transference I, I, of uh liability i, I, I want to talk about because I,
3: I and then we can go into justin the boy shit because i know it's coming but that contract shit scares the fuck out of me i ain't gonna hold it yeah. i'll be honest with you I, I don't you know i need to find a lawyer i can trust or something. i don't fucking know but it's just that shit bothers the fuck out of me
1: and then you have like amigo situation where the lawyer that they hire
3: worked for the company worked for the label and the crazy part so about the amigo situation into- is they was with gucci yeah, and Gucci's like no I got eight murders I gotta fight <laughs> Right, y'all gonna go
1: with my yeah, man he just gave him to his best friend he literally gave his group to his best friend yeah here you go I'm sure he still got an interest in him as far as yeah, like of course. he made money because Gucci's a brilliant fucking businessman and he always makes money um, and right now he has the single hottest artist in the universe Push Iced-y underneath his fucking banner. Push Iced-y just. Oh,
3: Push is with him.
1: Yeah, he's signed oh, wow. to Gucci Yeah. So Push just did six, 61.6 million on demand streams last week. He was number two in the world. You know who's number one? Drake. Drake. Yeah, sounds about right. With nothing out. <laughs> <laughs> with nothing out.
3: <laughs> Left now crosses. The crowd later still ringing off 45
1: million streams. That shit is crazy. Damn. With nothing to fuck out. Yeah. So, so uh we can say, we got to say to Justin LaBoy shit for later. Oh, we do. We got our guests here. Oh, they're here. Yeah, they've been here. Oh, wow. Yeah, we okay. just kind of like talked through it. Yeah, but they're here. Uh the two Alicia's Uh we're going to get them in here. We're going to have this quick conversation about entrepreneurship versus corporate America. Uh lot of Jules, uh, Alicia Robo actually works for Nielsen uh, Rating System. Mm-hmm. So she has a lot of intel and she's given us a lot of game over the years about like, you know, how the stats are contabulated and this and this and what they're used for and the power of having access to statistics for negotiation purposes and all of that. So we're going to get into all of that and we're going to talk about the entrepreneurship aspect of us having a podcast and then other businesses um, at large. We're going to get to Justin Leboy's shit at the end
3: though. Yeah, I know you want to like, talk. I'm
1: burning up the talk. You want to Talk some shit. this <laughs> <laughs> well, podcast, several we back. Episode 137. And as promised, we have some special guests today. We have some nice, beautiful young ladies joining us. The two Alishas. <laughs> the two Alishas. <laughs> I'm
5: Everybody. number one. No, please. Uh, introduce yourself, ladies. Tell uh, our audience who you are. <laughs>
1: Hey, uh, his clap for who, you, <laughs> who you? Who, who you are? Uh, <laughs> Claps don't come out. Any, no any, men. any credentials you want to state and your relationship to the show?
2: Um, hey guys, I'm Alicia number one, and I'm a Libra. It's so like y'all, real,
3: y'all real? Y'all <laughs> real thing is the two Alicias?
2: Yeah, kind of. You 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 get you get our vibe. Maybe. Okay. All right, so I'm Alicia. So I'm born and raised in Southwest. Um, I had more of a humble beginning and, and chose not to go to college and became an entrepreneur. And I'm a mom, so our lives are like really different. I have like a kitty spa, a party bus service, a event space. Like I'm a serial entrepreneur, so I'm oh. like, you know, 24 7 on go. So that's my thing. And she's more corporate. So.
5: Yeah. Hi, I'm Alicia Roebuck. Um, I'm from Westville, and I. I guess we both kind of had humble be- I'm from 48th and Westminster, so it doesn't get...
1: No, oh, like, yeah, super humble like, <laughs> He's from 48th like, and Parrish. Yeah. Oh, man. Parrish
5: Yeah, yeah. literally, right? I remember no. the <laughs> Actually, that's like,
1: my grandma's
5: block. That's the danger
1: zone. Yeah.
5: yeah. <laughs> yes. So I'm like, you saying humble, like... <laughs> <laughs> but, so, I'm from 48th and Westminster. I, she's saying humble, I guess, because I went to a private school. So I went to Baldwin, which is, like, a elite private school in Bryn K through 12 Um... I loved it. Honestly, like I went to the neighborhood after school and I had my fun, like running outside. And then I would yeah. go to school in the suburbs and be with like super wealthy people. <laughs> you <laughs> who like were uh, you
1: like Franklin Saint from uh, Snowfall. Yo,
5: it's funny <laughs> because like the story gets told in so many different ways of like young people get shipped off to these suburban schools and like how do they fit in? And it's like I just love both parts of my lifetime, right? Like, I loved the 48th Street, the hood, you don't really know what you're going to walk into, the bus, I used to love SEPTA, (laughs) and then I think also going to private school, you just learn things so differently. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Like, I started to to love things that people hate. (laughs) (laughs) I used to love it. Um, I went away to school. I went to school in Tallahassee, Florida. I went to FAMU. I went to an all-black college, completely different from my upbringing. Yeah,
1: I got the drunkest I ever got drunk in my life at FAMU one time. Yeah, I drank a whole bottle of vodka the night before yeah. homecoming yeah, with a what? friend of mine, and That's then right. it was three thousand degrees at the football <laughs> game, and the sun Yo, was just beating death. Went to the, the day g- after.
5: Died. I'm sorry. Fam died.
3: FAMU, Famu gets wild. <laughs> from what, no, I heard.
5: From what I heard
3: Via anonymous. <laughs> but
5: it's literally like so hot you can't even like you just have to. Yeah, you just can't even navigate. So. I'm sorry it <laughs> happened to you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it,
1: was, it was my fault, but, yeah, you know, thank you.
5: You didn't know. <laughs> um, went to Tallahassee. I went abroad for, like, four months. I li- I lived in Shanghai for, like, four months. Randomly, we got a grant to go. My last year's Went
1: with China. Yeah.
5: Um, so now I lead... Uh, North America recruitment for a consumer insights company called Nielsen. You guys know them for ratings. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and um, I lead all recruitment So she always says like I'm like the corporate version of her (laughs) Um, But I think we both kind of like Had these very different paths and we've gotten to this really great place where I'm doing what I always dreamed I would do she's doing what she always dreamed she would do and I think our mission is to let people know there's so many different paths you can take to get where you want to go. Absolutely. Yeah. And I
1: think that it's important for um, you know for our audience in particular to hear that from female voices yeah. because we don't have a lot of female representation in the show, not because we don't want to, yeah. but because every single time we ask... Uh, women to come on the show <laughs> they say they're gonna come and then don't show up yeah uh that was a big problem that we used to have but
2: oh man i thought like i asked you yes absolutely and
1: i was i was gonna say i gotta come clean that uh, uh alicia roebuck was actually the one that kind of like positioned this conversation yeah. because we talk a lot behind the scenes and she's constantly giving us information and feedback on the show and stuff like that which we appreciate and yeah. thank you and i just thought that it was important to bring forth this message and especially from Women yeah. that are doing it.
5: Yeah. yeah. Don't, I, I agree. I think, honestly, you know, when we were on our way here, somebody was like, when are you going to leave that corporate job? And I'm like, why is that the de facto <laughs> yeah. everything, right? Like, why do you want me to leave my Great job! That with benefits with benefits in a (laughs) pandemic, (laughs) like struggle,
2: struggle on the streets. But
5: like, even not that entrepreneurship has to be a struggle. I think that there's just benefits to both, right? And I feel like no one explores the benefits. In fact, our photographer was saying he's like, I feel like people are downplaying nine to fives more than they've ever done, more than ever. Yeah, Yeah, and it's confusing, like how do you get your normal services like yeah. if there's no 9 to 5
1: I think there's just been this um like the last 5 years in particular there's been this 5 6 years now um there's been this huge push for you know, just entrepreneurship in general, especially yeah. from like you know the black community. Like yeah. everybody's like, be your own boss, own this, own that, blah blah blah. And it's yeah. like, yeah, but there's like a balance to it. And Fair. it's like, and I think what a lot of people Fair. miss is that you can do both.
5: Facts. You can have a. a
3: good you way. can have a great I corporate job. Open one and need oh, to open the <laughs> other. I opened both sip. of them.
5: <laughs> I took a little sip. <laughs> No, no, I, I just opened it.
3: Even though uh, this one was open. About the same. And this I picked was it was up. I'm out out i
5: giving
1: out features. <laughs> um, yeah, I, agree. So I, I think people miss the fact that like you can literally do both. Like yes. there, there's people that have a $250,000 a year corporate job and then have part ownership or full ownership in seven different businesses literally. because they're using their income to fuel it. their other opportunities.
5: Yeah. Or like you're using your connections, your corporate connections. Right. And funny enough, like people want corporate partnerships, right? Like if you're an entrepreneur, you want a corporate partnership, right? Yes. like you want to get like confirmed dollars you want a name behind yes. you. So why wouldn't you want to get that from the inside right? Yep. <laughs> like I think that I'm oh, sorry. I think that it's super important that people find a way to better navigate their career, right so yeah. I started working in consumer insights, like market research. So I always send y'all like the reports, like this is the state of the black consumer, right? Because that's the work I used to do. I used to support Comcast and NBC. So I learned around like, how does data help drive consumer behaviors, right? right? Like we, don't even realize like all this radio, the TV, there's numbers behind it. It's not like, oh, my show got canceled because y'all don't like me. It's like, no, there's like data behind it to dictate how you can sell ad time in a block of time that you have to promise audiences. And so I use that kind of data background and I coupled that with career development, which I love, right? Like I love helping people navigate their career paths. And I feel like because I've done that in like three years, I got promoted to lead North America recruitment, which is also university recruitment, right? Congratulations. Thank you. (laughs) I appreciate that because I really, I never thought I would be here three years ago when I came into recruiting, right? And I think everyone's like, what's your, when you look back on the Black Lives Matter movement, like what will you say you've done? And it's like, I'm creating opportunities for young people especially people of color, to find opportunities in the corporate space, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that everyone has a lane, right? Yeah. Like there's lanes for everybody, and people don't think about what they want their lane to be. They want somebody to create a lane yeah. and tell them. And it's like, yeah. I don't know what your lane is, right?
1: Like. Yeah, I, th- I think that's a good point that you make because I think a lot of people, um, you know, kind of, like, go through, like, life and then, like, go through yeah. college. Like, kind of, like, not knowing. Not knowing yeah. and, not, and not with the end in mind. Like, yeah. like yeah. they just know, like, I want to make money, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yeah, but if you want to make money, you got to go into, like... You got to either be in a kind of like a broad field that yeah. pays a lot of money, yeah. or you have to be so specialized into mm-hmm. what you do that they have no choice but to pay you. Yeah. yeah.
5: Yeah. That's true. And I think, but like, I think my long, long-term goal is to help create curriculum for K through 12 around career development. Like, have any of you ever been taught career development in any part of like, maybe like professional development in college, but like in high school, did anyone experience- I went to the bathroom. I I, I went
1: to Central, so I did.
5: Yeah, so, but, like, even (laughs) going to a private school, like, they tell you, like, let's help you find your major. And it's, like, I see majors going away right like businesses go away and so now you have a degree that doesn't mean anything. I
1: think the college curriculum needs to going forward needs to reflect that everybody needs to have a basis in business. Facts. Everybody needs to know how to market. They need to know about management they need to know about economics. They need to know about like data trends, social trends stuff like that Exactly. because no matter what you do that's going to come up. Always. You may or may not need algebra or calculus (laughs) but you need all of those skills. basic math. You need to have (laughs) you need to be uh, experience in like
5: literature and yep. English and knowing how like to write. Reading business. comprehension, right? right? Like those broad exactly. topics, not like. I feel like they teach so much stuff in school that nobody uses. Useless stuff. Yeah. yeah like it's so useless. Oh, yeah, but I think that I don't think that anyone really has thought about career development until this time, right? Like social media has opened up so many more opportunities, right? Yeah. Like I heard you guys talk about it all the time. It's like you're a nurse. You work at SEPTA, you get a government job, and it's Working like, you're set. You'll do that for 30 years yeah. and, like, that's, congratulations. That's what, that's what I was taught. Yeah, I and there's nothing wrong with that, right? Like, there's no yeah. wrong path, I don't think. But I think that now you guys are showing people an opportunity to be in podcasting. And you can do both. <sighs> I
3: See, so you love your job. I do. <laughs> I do not love my job.
5: Like right I, now, you don't probably right. So it's like. Was there a time I, when you did? Good question.
3: Training was cool.
5: <laughs> Yo, I'm okay. serious. It just why was it cool? was like training.
3: Nobody was getting on the bus. You
1: know what? <laughs> Yo, and working just, with the general public will. Gene it's you. difficult. It it's
3: because it's even the whole situation with us trying to uproot the podcast. Yeah, me and Drew was talking about it the other day. So I was like. Remember when we was on the show with the girls, and I was like, it sounds crazy, but at one point, I was a real people person. Yeah. Like, I, I had the party crit. That. So, it's like, everybody was constantly around, and I used to invite people places. Right. That sounds nuts. <laughs> <laughs> like, I used to dead. like, yo, no, we going here tonight, come right. through. They was calling you for the vibes. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> and it's just like, now, I'm I'm like, I've become extremely jaded yeah. because of it. And it's like, it's it's something where, like, we do make that move, I'm going to have to, like, completely come out
1: um, you had to come full circle. The shell that yeah. I've created because mm-hmm. I'm
3: be like...
5: Don't talk to me. Yeah, like I'm good. <laughs> Why are like, you
2: talking to me? Yeah. No, but where I'm from, SEPTA is like, oh, he worked for SEPTA? That's gold. You see what yeah. I'm saying? <laughs> and, it, and, and it's just, <laughs> it's, it's just crazy
3: because I know it's it's there's no gold. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah.
2: I've been to the
3: town. There's it's, no it's, gold. Yeah. There's You <laughs> said the gold wasn't there. I've excavated and there's no gold. It's gold. Like I, I, at one point... I ain't gonna hold you. Like, recently, I thought about, like, corporate shit. Yeah. And I was like, damn. Like, I never saw myself as, like, a corporate... Person, mm-hmm. but I, I one day and it was so, it was so goofy. I was so, at Nordstrom.
1: So I, <laughs> I tried on a sweater,
3: and <laughs> yo, I was yo, like, "Yo, can I, be this I can wear this every shit day? every day.
2: Yo, it's so much more than that. It,
3: but it's the, it's the truth. That's how that's, that's how my mind. I, into... I was like, man, I give me some fucking duck shoes and little boat shoes. Whoa, I'll be whoa. fucking cool. It's like they're gonna be big ass boat shoes, some but still, it's like, shoes. but it, it it for me, like like she said, my. My mom was a teacher. Mm-hmm. Now my mom was all about education. She mm-hmm. was a, she's a teacher. My dad worked for the post office. Mm-hmm. He was like, "Man, we'll put this application in and go get this job. Like, you know yes. what I'm saying? Never and, wrote that. And it was just like I. Even with my grandpa, my aunt, oh, I remember like what it was like being around the way. Like she said, you get a gig at, at Septa. Yeah. Old folks is like, oh man, you are not praying for you? you <laughs> know, yes, like I'm like, oh praying. He's, he's a good young man. I remember, the, I remember the first time com- good with coming around like with my shirt on and shit. Uh, I like, mean, you accept that? Like no. <laughs> no. Well, all the septa <laughs> that like all the people no, no, Let me get a job. No, can you get me in? They rock it to get the love. Can you get me in? Certain there. people that's rocking it just
5: for the love. and there's nothing wrong with it. I think. But where do you feel like that? So you feel like because, you know, you can no longer kind of, like, be that people person, you haven't loved it as much? Like, what changed? Is it just the people?
3: The the time committed to it. Um, so it's it's funny. You, you ever hear people be like, put the same amount of time into your passion that yeah. you put into your 9 to 5? Be like, man, my run 11, too.
5: <laughs> There's no time. My run 11 hours yeah, there a is day. No time. So it's like, if it's
3: 11 hours for that and then I yeah. got to put 11 hours into no. my passion how the fuck what well, i gotta eat yeah. i gotta you know what i'm saying like yeah. so it's just it's just not realistic yeah. and you get to a point where it's like all right i put all this time and energy yeah. into this and in reality for what fair you see what i'm saying mm. what's like the payoff what's the payoff it's
5: like well, what's the long term the, the money like? is, yeah.
3: is 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 it's okay to yeah. me it's not like i there are sneakers i still don't own
5: Fair. There I, 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 do not, I do not have a McLaren. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Like it's,
3: it's it's just what it is. So it's like there's a lot of shit that you just can't do. Yeah. In this certain place where you can do a lot more than most people, but right, that shouldn't even be the like the fact.
5: There, it's your life.
3: When that? I see people living a certain way or doing us or having a certain style, certain type of home or yeah. certain amount of vehicles or whatever the fuck it be, yeah, it'd be like. Why the fuck do they tell us that this is the pinnacle of right. success? Right. Yeah.
5: Well, that's the thing. And so I think um, one of the reasons we wanted to come on, especially in Philly specifically, is because people don't see anything more, and so they don't have anything to aspire to. Right. Even though we live amongst, like we live amongst everyone, it's not exactly. like we are yeah. these like mythical creatures. So it's a nigga, so nigga.
3: My job, who came out of training, he was in training, and he like you could just tell he really like. Like, Loved it. Yeah. Like he really like... And like, that's great. Like what you say, the like, vibes. Like, I mean, like, <laughs> yo. The like he had, he got multiple patches on his shirt. I'm telling you. You only was got one the patch. Love. But he like added patches
2: <laughs> to the shirt. Requested more patches. Yeah. And he went and got a maid. You, you, <laughs>
3: you, you <laughs> can just tell. Like, so one day we was just like sitting there. We was like playing Matt and we was playing a video game. And he was sitting there and I was like, so you really love this shit? And he was like, yeah, man. I mean, you know, it's always been a dream of mine. Mm-hmm. So I, Pause the game. I'm like, what do you mean? And he was like, he was
5: like, so we can't he was, play and talk. And he, he, like,
3: no. he was like, he was like I mean, like you know, since I was a kid, like I mean, I was like four. I wanted to drive the bus, and I was wow. just like, yo, your parents ain't shit. <laughs> no, don't and, tell that
5: to.
2: Him. And, and that's, that's, that's a fact, though. Uh, that's fact. That's a danger. He, he was getting on the bus with his mom every day, and he wanted to be like the driver. Wanted to be
3: in control. he just, wanted to
2: drive the bus. It was I, like
3: when I was four. Like, come on, man. Like,
1: I thought you could
3: be Spider Man. I was strong. I'm trying to be a well, superhero, to do it. I was gonna be Whitney Houston. <laughs> I watched Ultimate Warrior run to rings, nigga. For like, and it, it's just, it's just crazy to me. Where like, that's like the.
5: But I don't want to downplay because for me, I always say, you know, I've taught at different schools and I think it's like we need to have more community days. Right. Like it takes a lot for a community to exist. And so I don't want to make it seem like there's something wrong with those jobs. Maybe you do aspire. Maybe there's something that you do love about that. And that's cool. It's nothing
3: wrong with.
5: It, it's just, an honest living. It's an honest living. It's an honest And some people just want to go to work and leave. And like, I respect that. I, sometimes I wish I was like that.
1: Like, but I think in
5: Matt's defense, when
1: when you have so much more on your mind, Fair. And you can see yourself in a different, way it can Fair. be draining. You you you, you ever
3: sit around? Fair. You you you've worked jobs. Yeah,
5: I worked at the net. I worked. At <laughs>
3: you ever you secret. ever you ever have in, like people you work with employees and you just like. Yes. Damn, I know I'm annihilating them on an IQ test. Oh, like, yes. And and, and and that's where it be sometimes where, like, one of my homegirls, she a teacher. She mm. always, like, does the career days. Uh-huh. And she'll be like,
5: I come. I never go.
3: But she'll always be like, why don't you ever come to the career day? And I'm like, you really want me to come in there and talk to them kids? They would and love <laughs> you. I'm going to tell them from the jump, listen, I fucked up. <laughs> ah! You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, what this, my mom died. So like, I I, just, like, I, I, was did this I should have went to college. Like, you oh, know, like, that's just what it is. It's don't like, listen, upstairs. it's 33 y'all in this room. 12 of y'all don't have a shot. Wow. Then we get into the next group. It's like, Quick listen, path. like,
1: <laughs> dog. it just is what it is. is. y'all going to be doing life in just, It just is what it is. It's
2: like I had a counselor that was really talking to us like that. They didn't care about us. No, it, it,
5: it sounds... it doesn't seriously. It's not just like I'm not, I'm
2: not as, as what
4: she's saying.
5: Don't let it.
3: <laughs> but what I'm saying is it's it's a cool thing to do. Yeah. And realistically, my, my whole thing and my whole transition is when I started... i been in yeah. 13 years now. Yeah. So when I started, it was just a different... Attitude and everything than what it is now. I'm talking about as far as people, as far as traffic, as far as just everything. Back and all the old motherfuckers I know, back in the day when they was doing this shit, it was nothing like it is now. You You literally didn't have You didn't have camera phones. You didn't have cameras on the bus. You didn't have motherfuckers used to straight take the bus home. Yeah. Yeah. It was no GPS. Yeah. They didn't know where the fuck the bus was at. Yes. Yeah, I did all my trips. <laughs> <laughs> the bus at the crib. You know it's what I'm saying? Front. My old head, Chuck, they worked down Southfield. He was like, they used to sit there and play cards, and whoever ran out of money got to take the 17 down the street. Wow. You out of yeah. bread, man, go take the fucking bus downtown before what? they come ahead here looking for us. Uh.
4: Like, it's <laughs>
3: just a different attitude. But I
5: love, I think what I, I hear you saying, and I love it, is like, your dreams have evolved, right? See what I'm saying? Exactly. And I think a lot of people's dreams are like, back in 92 and it's like, like you know what pisses me off now. so much <laughs> right, right. <laughs> nothing pisses me off more
3: than when seeing people get a job right mm-hmm. especially like a job there or a job at the water department or a job yeah. at pico or any of these fucking places yeah. and they they get there and they 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 got their first year yeah right and they post this shit on facebook post on instagram post on wherever right and they post a picture be like one year down 29 to go and that's your
5: and aspir- i'll be like you're Bro, now that's, aspirationally that's, that's a looking towards yeah. 30 years here that's yeah. a bit yeah but i think it's hard like i i, I
3: had i had this argument with, some, with my homie the other day and not an argument but like a discussion yeah and i was like they sell us on job security yeah. in America. And, and job security is bullshit. Right. It is.
5: It's scarcity. That's the term. That's of, what it is. They're trying to sell you on scarcity.
3: Job security is solely so that you show up. Exactly. And don't get on no other shit. Yeah. Because I don't want you as a competitor. I yep. don't want you taking my
1: job. I know that, you're
5: smarter than you think it costs, you are. And
1: it costs more money to recruit somebody to replace you than to keep you here. Yep. See what I'm saying? Yeah. So I was telling him, I'm like, That's when true. you look at people who
3: are successful, mm-hmm. they don't give a fuck about nah. job security you know how i know kevin durant will leave tonight
5: <laughs> <laughs> you think i'm bullshitting lebron
3: will leave tomorrow
5: and they've seen it work <laughs> every doctor
3: every doctor in the country every surgeon yeah. them motherfuckers will be at johns hoskins yeah. and it'll be at university yeah. of penn and it'll be and I, I was telling jules about the whole contract shit yeah think about how many companies you done bounced it's just yeah. what it is yeah. job job security is something that they sell you on just so that you be like oh man i got the job now let me not nah, fuck Matt, it up. Nah, man, you
5: telling all my business and my jewels. Let <laughs> nobody... <laughs> no, cause I, cause I, <laughs> no but that's true. It's cause scarcity. Because I have it's these
3: conversations, I, yep. and I, I'm not like... I play around all day. Yeah. All the time. That's you're, just you're me. a poker player, I'm so, a jokester. so people betting, too. So people think it's like... I be I play around so much that people don't take it serious when I be talking. Yeah. And my man Jared, we was having a conversation. He was like, "Yo, when you get like serious and real, he they be like, he's like, yo, this shit is like, <laughs> <And> I'm like, <laughs> like the world. I'm standing there talking <laughs> to <laughs> right. I'm standing there talking to an older dude in my job, and the crazy okay. part is, I thought he was older. Come to find out, we the same age. Ain't that no. crazy? I thought this thing was like 48. eight.
2: That'd be crazy when you know oh, about the job no. stressed them all? Yeah, life, oh,
3: life is tough. Life hit and, and, yeah. and, he, and he was telling me how the, the guy got on the bus and they, they had some words or whatever because he was late or some shit. And he was like, yeah, the guy <laughs> hold off and he threw his cup at me. And I'm like, and then what? And he was like, you know, I just let him go ahead, whatever. And I'm just like... That's the end. Let him go where? <laughs> <laughs> On he was, the bus yeah, yeah. He was like, he went and sat down. He was like, whatever. I know he getting off in a couple stops or whatever. And I was just like, I don't understand. And he was like, what you mean? I'm like, I,
1: where's I, the part where you
3: bash? You head stomp a it. mud <laughs> hole in it. I, I don't understand. And he was just like, oh man, like I, you know, like I want to, but it's just you know, I like I'm living check to check, and where I'm gonna get another situation it's like this? And point. I'm just like. Man, fuck all that. Like, you're not compromising your morals and your, 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 how you see job. the world for yeah. a fuck all
5: but that. But I think we're all like, I think all of us have probably seen people, like, I know for me personally I grew up just seeing things very differently. Like my dad has had three careers and like he grew up in foster care. He was homeless at 17 and like, became a shipbuilder. Then he randomly started writing music. Like, He worked at Philadelphia International. Oh, like, ran- I'm like, how, Dad? He's like, well, I met a friend, and he said, come write music. And I'm like, and then what? And he's like, so I started writing music. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, I have gold records on my dad's wall. Yeah. Like, Dad, how did you? And he's like, yeah, and I decided like I- there wasn't any money in this long term, so I had to be a carpenter. And now I'm a- he's a carpenter, and he still writes music. Yeah. So for me, it's like... That's but normal. That for just me.
1: proves that like people aren't monolithic like exactly. that and that you know you can do a lot of different stuff Absolutely. but for whatever reason on the whole like you know black people are taught about go to school get a good get an education yeah. get yeah. a good job lock in to retirement time maybe you make some smart investments or something along and my the way family
2: actually teaches there like my grandmom she worked in a shepherd recreation center yeah until she retired my father worked at uh, the philadelphia well the pennsylvania park system till he retired my mom yeah. worked department she's gonna retire. retire. Right. Like they teach you. Go to high school. I don't I didn't even learn about college. Right. Yeah. There was no I didn't learn about college okay, until go I high went school, to church. Graduate, get a good job,
1: work yeah. till you retire. Work
2: till you retire.
1: Yeah. Buy a house. Yeah. And that's the, and that's yeah. like the pinnacle. Successor. I mean, not, and like, not yeah. everybody you that I know even own a house. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. might yeah. get a pair of Gucci shoes. Yeah. Maybe, maybe Gucci for prom. <laughs> <Maybe>. Yeah, <laughs> only for,
5: um, for prom. Yeah. 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 And it's crazy. And I really, I think, oh, I always try to tell like my students and everything. I'm like, you can literally do whatever you want. You can and do whatever. I, the and I F try you to want like. To do. And it's crazy because it's like we all have had family members or just, like, people in our lives who have just shown us something different. Yeah. Like, one little thing, like, me going to school 30 minutes from 48th Street is, like, it changed my life yeah. completely. And the roads are open, right? Like, there's no, like, tolls. There's no, like, you can't come here or else. Like, right. you could just, it's free. You can leave. And I think that's the thing is, like, we're so, like, mentally blocked in where we are. Yeah. It's hard to get out. Um, and it's funny that we're like that,
1: on the whole, obviously, we're all four progressive people in this room, five yeah. including Big Dan, but just on the whole, when you speak about just, like, black people in general, and then it was, like, it was that, and then 2015, it just turned into, like, all entrepreneur, and it's, like, but, there, like, where's the balance? Like, where, where, like, where is, like, the, the, there was no crossover. It yeah. was, like it was like go to school get a good job lock in then it was like oh no fuck that the white man is teaching you the wrong way and you need to so, so, own I hate your that own it's business bad,
2: though. I hate
5: but that. I don't know that it's not necessarily I think there's there's like there's extreme ends of the spectrum right but then there's also like that middle and like so we've learned that like you know black women historically black people historically get paid less than and everything's based against white males Correct. so then there's White females. Then there's like females on the whole that are not white. Then there, you know, black and Latino, etc. Those male pay <laughs> grades are somewhere in the dogs,
3: middle. Dogs, dogs kind of get treated better. Than- <laughs> That's just right in there, like
1: <laughs> black women You're, at the Your bond. words, not mine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But
5: like black and Latinx women are paid just proportionally less, yeah. and they're promoted less. So like as a recruiter, right? Like I lead recruitment, so I'm always consistently looking at like okay. How do we bring in more persons of color? That was one of and my
1: questions. How do you address diversity yeah. in corporate America? So
5: for me, I don't say diversity because I think it's diversity, equity, and inclusion. Okay. To me, diversity is easier, right? Like, we're we're not sacrificing anything. We know that diverse organizations bring in more money. Just That's just data. Yeah. So to just find people who have the right skills and experiences, that's not difficult, right? Especially right. now there's AI. You put your resume in somewhere. We put our algorithm together and it matches you and I can just select from there. Mm-hmm. Diversity is easier, right? Yeah. Getting you through the funnel. I can create inclusive hiring practices, et cetera, whatever. Okay, so that's just that's one. Run of the mill. And I, and I say that I'm I'm being like, I'm, but, I'm not being very tactful in the easy. It's not easy, but, it, <laughs> but there's a, a plan that can be put in but place. But I think
1: it's important to recognize that the, in small, Smart, diverse organizations, the groundwork has already been laid to make it where you can come on here and throw it out there so simplistic.
5: Yeah, and and I don't think it's, like, super—and that's why I don't want to be, like, I don't want to oversimplify it, right? But to me, what people are learning more and more in corporations, especially in the last year, right, like— You can find people of color who have the skills and experiences you're looking for. They do exist outside of HBCUs as well, right? Right. I think HBCUs produce, you know, 20 to 30% of the graduates. So what does the math tell us? There are 70 to 80% of people who do not go to HBCUs. So there are opportunities to bring in diverse people, right? It's just a matter of making the time and putting the effort forward to do so. And I think that's... There's a lot to that, right? There's inclusive job descriptions, right? For females and ethnically diverse people. So there's a lot of steps to put towards it. I will say that there's an easier path towards diversity because everyone talks about it more, right? Yes, it's It's at the top of the conversation. It's at the top of the conversation, right? So it's not simple, sorry guys, it's not simple. But equity, there's a way you can put forth a plan to achieve equity, right? We're going to look at all of our pay, you know, schedules and understand how do we start to, over time, boost people up so that they're in line with the, you know, equitable wages. Yeah. that's You can put a path towards that, There's right? A,
1: uh, there was a study in Forbes uh, some years, probably like 10 years ago, but basically said it basically said that if you stay at a job longer than 2 years you begin to lose your equity in that job position.
5: And oh. I think that that I think that there's there's mm-hmm. all kinds of data that's out there that and I don't and it's also hard cuz like what companies are going to really tell you how much people are making, right? Exactly. Like <laughs> I don't know. I take a lot of that stuff with a grain of salt to an extent, but I think that internally companies know what they need to do, right? And I think that companies are taking the time and they putting forth the effort to do the work, right? Yeah. I think D and E are the easiest. Inclusion is the hardest thing, right? If you now bring all of these diverse people in and you pay them well, how do they, you know, how do they align to the culture of your organization? How does your culture align to them? And I think that's the hardest part because they say black and brown people come to companies and they leave. Because they don't feel like they're being included, right. and it's small things. If you're a caregiver, we talked about this earlier. If you're a caregiver, you don't want to have a five o'clock happy hour. Yeah, you have kids at home that are Absolutely. looking for you to give them a
1: snack. Yeah, if you're uh, you know, if you're Muslim, <laughs> or you have a specific diet, and everybody's in there, you go to a company function, and there's all fucking pork on the menu. Yeah, like shit like that.
5: Just and like you don't think to not have pork. Everyone that was there before loved pork. It's right. y'all rituals to go get pork sandwiches or whatever. Now it's like. Okay, do I tell y'all I don't like pork, and then be the person that then I'm then I'm the outlier. Yeah, but then it's like, well, do does everyone else just not eat pork now that you're here? And it just it's a weird thing, and I think it's just that's probably the one that's most difficult. Inclusion is weird to begin with. Oh, don't go there. Don't (laughs) have me getting kicked out. (laughs) It's it's it's, it's not it's not
3: realistic. It's it's like it's America, so it's like so. It's just
2: not realistic. Well what's going on except the with inclusion? Like do I they don't care? speak to them. Uh,
5: <laughs> he's <laughs> like I exclude yeah. myself. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I like <laughs> exclusion. <laughs> I, <like, "Yes." laughs> I exclude myself there. <laughs> they have they have like Christmas
3: parties and all that shit. I don't go to them. Jobs. Really
5: what it is, I think, no. is that just being in a place where you're willing to make sure that people Feel like they have a voice and that should just be universally what happens at companies people have a voice it's not that you have to love them you don't have to want to hang out with them that's not what work is about but that people can have a voice in the space that they come to work in and i think that that's a fair thing to ask for but it's not easily accomplished and i think that's where the hard work is going to come in right you see people coming in like i don't want to change why do we got to change you're the new person, right? right. And it's like, yeah. but I'm a new person bringing new ideas, which will bring innovation, which will probably save us some money and get our jobs done yeah. faster. So I think it's that's the hardest part. Um, I don't have the answers for that, right? I don't have the answers for inclusion. I don't really have all the answers for um, diversity and equity either, right? I think yeah. that what I can do is be that person at the conversation saying, what it is right right providing context what i love about my job is it's a global company so my boss lives in ireland <laughs> like right. she's literally like i help me understand more right yeah. and i think she's really been great because she's coming with a completely different perspective like she's not in america she yeah. looks at things very differently than i do right so she can be like uh what if you tried it this way and you're like wow, if I just take myself out of it for a second, I can right. really get the Look at the, the whole picture, look at yeah. it on the macro,
1: as opposed to the fact that this is where I'm at.
5: Yeah, and that's <sighs> diversity and inclusion, right? Yeah. Like, when someone comes from somewhere else and says, you know you could just, like...
1: Do it this way, right? And a lot of stuff when it comes to like, you know, work based, like work politics and stuff like that, it comes down to like perspective, like, and how people are looking at stuff. Sometimes when you're in the middle of something looking out, it's different than if you're on the outside looking looking in. in. And just the perspective part of it can change how you look at it and how you view something. It's something that you might think is this huge, big problem. You have somebody else come in and just be like, oh, you no, because if you just... do so, 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 so. <laughs> exactly. And then they just go off into the fucking wind somewhere. And, you and like, you're like, that's why they're the CEO.
5: <laughs> or even like, that's why their voice matters in this situation, right? right? Like, you see it happen all the time. Like someone's arguing, you just walk in you're like, why don't you just do it this way? And they're like, bye. And you just leave. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, yeah, I guess we could do it that way. That's literally why new and different voices coming in the picture help. Yeah, And if people just look at it that way, I think that they would understand that. So, it's it's hard. I won't say that it's easy to get to the inclusion. I don't think any of the letters are easy. Yeah. But, honestly, I feel like there's so much opportunity in corporate America, especially right now for people of color. Like, it's, listen to me, y'all. It's time. Go look and find some opportunities. Do you think
1: that black people need to more carefully, like, select their college majors and focuses and stuff like that as opposed to like getting liberal arts degrees and human services and stuff like that job fields that historically don't pay a lot of money yeah and then they look back and be like damn i, I spent four years doing this yeah. and i still don't make a lot probably of money only
2: going to college because somebody wants them to they probably don't yeah. want to go yeah i exactly. was all, it was almost shoved down my throat i didn't want to go yeah What I do now makes me a lot of money and I never went to college. Yeah. And I don't really regret it. Yeah.
5: And I I think that that's important, though. Like, I think that it's always a choice. Don't go to school. And like, I have a really close friend. She's literally a leader in the financial services space she made a decision in the like lobby of community college and they were like you gotta pay $30,000. She was like bye. I'm not doing this. Yeah. <laughs> and literally she is killing it. Right? Mm-hmm. And I think that's not everyone's story but I think that you have to make a decision and just be very, very smart and very present in your career. And I don't think that people think about being present in their career. They just want to tell me the answer. People come to me all the time like, Alicia, tell me what my next job is. And I'm like, do I know you (laughs) Like to tell you what your next job is? Like, I just met you. So I think be present, right, from when you're in high school. I believe that who I was when I was five has not changed much till today, right? Like the basics of who I am, the like my presence. Yeah, your morals, your ethics. I'm the same person, right? And like luckily I have people that didn't silence me, right? So I think having support of people that can see you, right? Being seen is so important. And that's why your community is so important, right? Not letting people mess with you. I was a young black girl from 48th Street going to a all-white private school right my parents didn't let them silence me i had a loud voice well we all got loud voices so what y'all gonna do <laughs> we're <Right. laughs> you're not silencing my baby right not that that happened yeah. all the time but like there are instances where people try to take who you are inherently and take that away yeah. from people try to dim your light exactly so yeah. having your family be present for you until you can be present yeah. for yourself but then you gotta be present for yourself right like my career was not. I heard, you talk about your career all the time. Yeah. Your career was not like this linear thing where you're like, and yeah, I graduated, no. and then yeah, I, I've, like,
1: I've, I've done it all. I worked in corporate am- I did my first job out of college was credit card uh, collection. Right. I, I worked that job for thirty days. I was. It was. The, it was so miserable. You had like the forty seven <laughs> year old like guy that's like, this is the best job ever. Like, and he's like a recent parolee. Yeah. Meanwhile, <laughs> I got a college <laughs> degree, and I'm just like, nah, I don't that. belong here. It sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and then I went and I worked in uh, for Enterprise Rent a Car, mm-hmm. and then I did. I was I worked my way through the management training program. I was a branch manager within a year. Um, I did that for like four years. Then I went and I did corporate sales for right. Enterprise, and I got face to face business experience right. with CEOs, CFOs, and controllers of companies that yep. I still use today. Exactly. Those real same life skills, real life experience. I know how to scale a business. Mm-hmm. I know how to talk to somebody. That's a CEO of a company right. on their level because right. it's about asking the right questions. It's about positioning yourself like, and these are skills that it's like, yo, I hated the corporate environment <laughs> right. and the job politics. Yeah, but I took from it what take I took
5: from what it. what you can from every single thing, Absolutely. right? Yeah. Like, and I that's think what that that's what every aspect you, of life. Yeah, you gotta take everything. Everything's important. Yeah, you don't everything. leave nothing behind. You don't leave the fact that you're from Southwest behind. No, Southwest shows you how to. Be on right. your
3: swivel all you the time, be like, right? That, this on? looks great. I'm gonna go, that I'm gonna go to the left. I, what made you get into the kitty spa?
2: Um, I have a daughter. Okay. Yep. So when my daughter was little, I used to do her nails and her hair and stuff. And then I seen this show. Y'all remember Lee Simmons? Yes. All right. So she used to have a show called Life in the Fab Lane. And she took her daughters to this like crazy looking, you know how she's rich. So yeah, yeah, she yeah. went it was chandeliers. It was it was fur rugs. I was all types of crazy stuff. And I'm like, yo, I want one of those. I'm going to bring one of those to Philly. So when I finally moved back, I used to live in Kentucky. When I finally moved back to Philly, I'm like, yo, I'm, Actually, I'm I asking, want That's. I'm. We're going to talk about it.
4: But. Yeah, <laughs> you can't just I can't just randomly throw that in there I know
2: the story when I was like He's yeah, so When <laughs> I moved back home I was like yeah this is what I want to do But it didn't just happen overnight I was a single mom Yeah, I had to move back home with my mom I was in a, an abusive marriage I had to get a divorce I had like $70 when I moved back home yeah. Like nothing I was sleeping on my mom's couch with my kids and I started working at UPS overnight and then I started working at a daycare during the day then I started doing my kitty spa on the weekends I was grinding like I remember. crazy 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 every day saving every single dollar my hair wasn't done nails wasn't done just as long as my children were good and everything I was just st- stacking stacking my bread Time out
5: that's the most critical part of Alicia's story when I tell you she stacks her bread, I'm I be her. having to pull money. <laughs> like, dog, you have $10. She's like, I just want to make sure. I'm like, I, I like to save ten-. my money. She stacks her bread. I, I don't think, know if it's a good trait, though. Because, no, like, no, don't tell the listeners that. Stay with the stack that's and the bread. Great. like Cardone
1: says that people should store their money. Yo. He, doesn't, he doesn't believe in the concept of saving, but he says that you should store your money with the goal <laughs> that at some point you're going to have to bust a move. Right. And at that I, point, you'll feel so good about yourself yep. because you ain't got to wait. Yeah. You can yes. just take the money and just do what the fuck
2: yeah. you need to do. She's queen
5: bust a move. like, and, a move. and that's <laughs> and she's humble in a way that she's not going to I'll be. You.
2: I'll go out with my friends, and then next thing you know, oh, yeah, I brought another bus. So you would be like, why are we just no? You? I we just you no, yesterday. No. Me only Alicia will talk for four
5: hours. <laughs> and we'll be like, all right, but we'll see you later. I go on Instagram. I'm like, this was posted two hours ago Like <laughs> Did you post this While we were on the phone Like That you got a bus And I don't know And that's the thing She's super like She won't say anything She moves In silence Yeah But stack her bread up I was like, always, it's always been Like that You move in silence thing.
2: Nobody wanna hear about you I'm about to do stories I don't wanna hear that yeah. You come here You telling me Oh yeah tomorrow I'm about to You know I'm about to I don't wanna hear it <laughs> Yeah. I really don't Cause I don't believe you
1: Where do you think <laughs> You get your entrepreneurial spirit from
2: Um I would have to say that I went to church, like on the weekends my dad would take me to church. I'm going to church with doctors, lawyers, judges, entrepreneurs, governors. I thought you was about to say you saw the way he was running the church. No, <laughs> like, yeah. hey, the hey, the pastor, no, the pastor no, had a new yeah. Cadillac. The pastor had a new Girl, Cadillac. I, I, was about to say. I was just like, about I was in the church, church names, I seen and now I'm not saying like, say the church's
5: name, <laughs> but the church was
2: ran like a well-oiled machine. Let a me say this: yeah. you got industry. you got like a founders hall, a, a banquet hall, like they was getting their money. Yeah,
5: But that was the way that. But going there on the weekend, seeing all
2: of those people with money, and then going back home to South. Southwest in my Section 8 house with all my siblings in, in that one house, and yeah. going to Bartram main building and seeing all of that, and then going back to church the next weekend and they all jazzed up. I am like, yo, <laughs> it was no guy. middle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, yo, I can't, I don't want to live like this no more. <laughs>
5: Please,
2: <laughs> what do I have to do? <laughs> So you went to Kentucky. <laughs>
5: so fast forward to Kentucky. No, give them sequential. I there. got. Well, I was.
2: I right out of high school. I ended up going to college, but then I found out that I was pregnant. Okay. Um. I got married, and he was in the military. Okay. Makes so sense. we we lived in Germany, Kentucky, Kansas. Like we lived all over. But I didn't have anything. I had dreams, but I didn't have anything. So in my and my family is like either you gonna get a job or you are gonna get married. There's no in-between, no entrepreneurship, no nothing else. Right. You get married or you get a job. Which one are you going to do? So I got married. I felt for it. It was forced. Yeah. So now it's like I'm at the point where I'm like, I want to do what I want to do. I want to work the job I want to work. I want to love who I want to love and get married when I want to get married. Like, right. I, don't wanna, I don't want nothing to be forced no more. Yeah. I want to move and go as I please. So I save my money and stay out the way. That's what I do. Yeah.
5: <laughs> Killing yeah. it, though. I'm super proud of her. She's really so. Really talk cool
1: about all the businesses that you have.
5: <laughs> okay, so run them <laughs> Sugar
2: and Spice Kitty Spa is a spa for girls ages 2 to 12. So it's an actual right. location. Um, girls come there. We have lots of parties. We can bust out probably like four parties in one day at that location. And then we'll have mobile parties going. Um, so at hotels and houses. And then we have the party bus going. So it drives around and you, girls can get on. So that's, that's my business right there. That's gotcha. one. And then um, business, too, is the uh, event space that me and my brother have. It's three thousand square feet. Damn. Um, three bathrooms, chairs, tables included. Like it's it's crazy.
1: Crazy space. It's yeah. called space. It's a real event space. Yeah, it's yeah. a real
2: event space. <laughs> it's not no closet. <laughs> yeah. Where is it located? It's still on Rising Sun, seventy one thirty five Rising Sun. Okay. Yep. So it's it's like where the old beehive is. Yeah. If you're familiar with it. All right, where's the uh, yeah. kitty spot at? Seventy one hundred Rising Sun, right? So when I'm so on that
1: northeast corner, call me
2: Miss Rising Sun. (laughs) 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 Yeah. So when you, if I'm having an event over here, I can run over. I can run back and forth. That's awesome. She's so inspiring. Yeah, I just like to. I just like to save my money.
1: So what's next? I know you don't like to talk about what you planning, but what's Ooh, she going <laughs>
2: to drop and when to leave here. <laughs> hey,
1: can I get the bomb drop? Burr, burr, <laughs> bomb <in there. laughs>
2: no, honestly, I just want to do more party buses. Just have a lot of pink buses yeah. in the city. Um, so you just
1: want to go more into just what more in depth in the
2: business, yeah. yeah. And um, I have have a book coming out, like a kids' journal so that'll be out soon so little girls because i'm all about empowerment for girls yeah like i know guys are good too but you know i'm all about empowering girls like you don't have to just get married you don't have to get a you know get a regular job you can be an entrepreneur you could be you're beautiful you can have
1: confidence like that's what my journal is going to be you Ever think about doing like seminars where you like introduce entrepreneurship to other women
5: yeah i would love yeah. to
2: We've been talking and about And that's what
5: that. we're going to talk about, right? Well, I think that what she and I have been working on together has been that, obviously, like, I'm in the corporate space, 9 to 5. We're working on doing, like, a high school age and college age tour yeah. where we can share our stories and, like, our paths with um, with young people I don't think it has to just be young women but right. I think young people
4: yeah.
5: um, and our goal is to start in the Philadelphia region obviously COVID has been a really <laughs> real really tough especially because young people impediment. are just so tuned out right? Yeah. so it's really hard to reach them at this point so we're working on some of that with different schools in the area and then also um, she and I are going to be coming out I don't even want to talk about like all of our business managers because we don't have them yet <laughs> yeah. um, but we're definitely working on different things individually Um, She's obviously going to have her buses. I'm doing career coaching. I'm doing curriculum for schools now. Um, And I'm developing, like, really like a coach-train-lead framework. So, like, coaching is all about what's your dreams, what are you trying to do long-term. Training is, like, let me train you on how to get there. And then, like, the leadership aspect. So, we're trying to do a lot of those things separately, but then, obviously, the the tour. Yeah, because we
2: just – we're friends, but we, like – if you were talking to us separately, you wouldn't even know that we knew each other.
5: So, <laughs> but yeah. it's like, I don't know. I feel like we just have, we live in very different, like, worlds, right? Like, yeah. I always tell her about my 9 to 5, and she's like, girl, I could never, like, talking to, the, <laughs> talking <laughs> to people in corporate environments is not my thing. And for her, it's like, she, you do with the public a lot more. Yeah. I've never actually worked in Philadelphia, like since I graduated college, like my op- we don't have offices in Philly, right? So I don't know about like working with the public here. <laughs> I've worked in New York for my the majority of my career, right? So it's like different for me. So we just have different perspectives on our day to day. Yeah, very different.
1: That's awesome. I mean, I think it's just very important. I'm and I'm so glad I had we had y'all come up here. Um, it's just important for I think that I'm a person that's big on messaging, and I think that there's a lot of like. Bad or misleading messages being given to like young women, black women in particular about like their worth and like Mm -hmm. what you can do and like career aspirations and just being comfortable, like living off of a man and not going out and getting your own money. So I think that is uh, important that we use our platform as a conduit to give the message that you can be in two totally different fields.
5: Friends. Same, same end point, Same path. Exactly. The goal is, is
1: the money.
2: Yeah. That's, that's the
5: goal. And, like, our <laughs> photographer was talking about, like, partnerships, right? Like, you know, when you are a powerful man, right? I don't want to get into no—I know your favorite guy is Kevin R. Samuel. I don't want to get <laughs> into none of that stuff here. But I think that when you talk about those high-wealth, high power guys who— have busy schedules, like having someone that can understand his schedule and vice versa. I think it's hard sometimes when you are in these lanes, like just thinking about partnership. Your partner is actually like one of the biggest decisions you can ever make in your life, yeah. right? Who are you gonna have to help you navigate this situation and this life? So I think also just like sharing that as well is super important. Like marriage is cool. There's nothing wrong with being married, but choose somebody that's gonna help you fill out your dreams.
1: Absolutely. Anything else y'all want to uh, tell people before y'all get out of here? Any uh, Definitely give y'all contact information, but any other, like, you know, info or jewels y'all want to drop before y'all get up out of here?
5: Um, nothing much. I feel like if you guys have any questions about navigating careers and just, like, thinking about your career, I do free consultations. And also I'm happy to just, like, respond to quick questions in my DMs. Um, I'm ADR63087 on Instagram.
3: That's where I know you from. I
5: follow you, <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: obviously. I really <laughs> love the show. Registered. Yeah, now it's yeah, I love the
5: show. I'm such a big fan. I tell okay. everybody about it. Such a big fan. Yeah, since, since episode one. Literally. We've been tuned in. Yeah, I show one. all my friends in yeah. like... Atlanta and Tallahassee. They're we like, appreciate that. They're yeah. Like, oh, I love yep. how they talk. <laughs> they think y'all have <laughs> are. And I'll go somewhere.
2: I'm like, yo, you know, I'm gonna be on the real this podcast. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> TRP.
5: They're like, yo, for real. Like, when you going out? You know, I'm just no. I'm we're huge you know. fans. We're super proud of y'all. Thank um, you so much. Like, yeah, we are. really, really love the show. Yeah, we were at the live show. Yeah, we go to. We were going we to go to the, um, the the second one. Yeah, yeah oh, we so asked we, the question. We, we were too, and COVID canceled it. Yeah, yeah. we were. We had enough. We already had our tickets. We bought. Yeah, we bought. We got tickets. I think the time when we went we like you was, you was, it sold out the VIP I yeah. think you were like one of y'all were like oh I have tickets and I was like yo can we please get them yeah jave was, was super helpful yeah. and then it ended yeah. up getting canceled, yeah, canceled. i felt so bad
3: you said you asked a question
5: yeah we asked yeah. a question it was dark it At was dark yeah, we seen you at the
3: moment. Um, oh, yeah. That <laughs> was.
5: It, we had a
3: great time. You I was was of my mind. You that was guys
5: definitely are so fun. fun. Like, yeah, it was so fun. Like, you guys fun. have something really special. So, yeah, we're just we, happy we,
3: we, we got more of them planned if we can ever get back to, you know. Y'all yeah. were
5: supposed to go live together. Yeah, uh, well. And it.
1: Got jacked
5: up. I hate live. <laughs> no, like, I hate live. I'm not going on it.
1: Yeah.
5: <laughs> but we would love to see more of that type of content. I think people I literally these Monday shows, I like cook my meals for the week listening to y'all, so
3: Yeah, so we got a we got a lot we're talking about doing and a lot can't on, wait. The, on the plate right now. The um yeah, you know, we're gonna get into that. Later.
5: Don't tell us, don't yeah, tell
2: us what yeah, it is. Yeah, don't drop no bombs. Um, my social media is mm-hmm. at sugar and spice girls, that's my business page, and then Miss Sugar and Spice is my regular page. <laughs> and if you want to follow my event space and you want to have an event at my event space, it's space northeast. That's my brother and I's um event space. Dope. Um, yeah, so. Look out for all my stuff.
1: We appreciate y'all ladies coming. Thank you for having uh, I think we should expound on this conversation in the yeah. future as uh, things develop, but I think this is a good place to start today, and uh, we appreciate y'all joining us today. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. All right, we back, man. Uh, we just had our, our guests, two Alicia's- uh, We don't have
3: theme music for the second
4: part.
1: Just, uh, just bounced up out, and uh, yeah, so hopefully y'all enjoyed that conversation about corporate America, on- entrepreneurship, blah, blah, blah. Diversity, inclusion, and uh, what was the other one? I'm retarded right uh, now. I just got the, my mind on this popcorn.
4: Yeah,
3: I'm eating donuts like it's going out of <laughs> fucking style. The, um, diversity, inclusion, and... Inclusion was the last one. Inclusion begins with a what? A I. It was the one that begins with an E. No. No, no. exquisiteness? No.
1: <laughs> exquisiteness? It was something <laughs> with mean. an E. Oh, equity,
3: earlier, equity, no. Equity,
1: <laughs> it was equity. equity? No, nah, equality. No, it was equity. Equity, yes. E- diversity, equity, inclusion. Why would you, why would equity be in diversity because, and inclusion? Because you have to. All right, so the, the diversity part is you recruit the people of color, you get them here, boom. Now you have to pay them a commensurate wage so that they stay here. So that's their equity.
3: I thought it was equality.
1: No, it's equity. it was
3: equity You're gonna listen back to this And kick yourself in the ass I mean Shit's out It's like Tomato, tomato Yeah, tomato, potato
1: You want me to say
3: I just just thought it was equality I thought it was like Three things about like Race and Sex and class
1: You were tuned out At some point
3: No, I wasn't (laughs) I was listening
1: This popcorn's really fun They
3: were nice looking young ladies That had a lot to say I was listening actually They weren't hit You know what I'm saying It was like, you know Where's when you got a, a funny looking guest? You know what I'm saying? It has nothing to talk about. They were actually making sense.
1: I think I, I think they were our second best of uh, w- women guests. Morgan Seifus is number one. Okay, Morgan Seifus, I go with that. give Morgan Seifus, state rep Morgan Seifus. I give her number one.
3: So definitely not Devin. No. <laughs> I like Devin. I love. We got fine Devin. We got to do a Where are they now? <laughs> <laughs>
1: fucking Devin can you imagine if we had Devin and A.O. here at the same time oh my god man (laughs) we get banned from the podcast hair (laughs) waves all over the universe (laughs) it should be over over that was a good show though fucking rest in peace Pike Street Kev he said yeah he he said I like the I like the no and he did the (laughs)
3: Uh, craziness, all right. But which the, one? the baby on, on the uh, don't rush remix, yeah. he said, uh, took me down the tall bitch. you had me, I took down the tall bitch. He had me climbing on it. <laughs> and it made me think about <laughs> Pike Street Kev. Rest in peace, Pike Street Kev. Rest <laughs> in peace, Devin. Well, no, Devin's not dead.
1: <laughs> 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 I didn't mean that. She's gonna hear this, man.
3: <laughs> <laughs> She's like, man I'm not dead
1: man, <laughs> for the record, yo I'm very much alive, I just said we
3: got to get Devin back, so I know she was just reaction. I don't know what the hell I was talking about. Holy shit. But no, man. we got to do a Where It Ain't Now with Devin. We have to. Yeah, that would be lit.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Even if it's
3: 15 to. minutes, we got to do that. I'm with it.
1: I'm with that. Yeah. Now, uh, what, what else do we have, <laughs> we have to talk about? Uh, we just wanted to come back in, wrap the show up uh, properly. We did have one more thing that we wanted to discuss, man, which was, um, well, two things. One, if you're black in America... Go see Judas in the... I ha- and I was
3: going to sit down and watch Judas it last night, but I cooked for Valentine's Day. I yeah. cooked, and I was exhausted. Right. And because cooking is the most draining shit on draining. the
1: planet. I watched uh, somebody cook last night and was tired. What's <laughs> crazy
3: is the same shit you had I made. Oh, yeah? I did um, garlic mashed potatoes from scratch, which is a fucking headache. That's work. I did Brussels sprouts. Um, Of course, we eat some niggas. So we, I, you, <laughs> you cook bacon and then cook the Brussels sprouts <laughs> in the bacon fat. Yeah. It's really, really hidden. And I made lamb chops. So it was like, the, when I seen it, yeah. I was like, that's funny as shit. <laughs> and I was like, trust me, that shit is exhausting, yeah. dog. I did that shit yesterday. But I did it, and I was just so tired afterwards. I'm like, I don't even want to watch this movie now, so All I'm right. going to watch it tonight. But it's like, yeah, no, nah, I, I keep seeing everybody talk about it. I know Fred Hampton's story from the beginning to the end.
1: Seeing it is yeah. shit.
3: I can believe it. I've watched a couple documentaries on, on, on him. So it's like, yeah, I heard the And Daniel Kaluuya, can we do this? Oh, man. I, I saw Ooh. people talking about it the other day. Like... I hate to be that guy and bring it back up, but it's just like, yeah, like Michael B. Jordan ain't ain't
1: it ain't that nah. His levels and Daniel Kaluuya right now on an artistic level,
3: I heard he was phenomenal.
1: He can't be fucked with. Daniel kalua is all that. He all that man. And it's like it's the range of the roles. It's Get Out. It's Widows. Uh, it's Black Panther. It's now, uh, you know, Judas and the Black Messiah. What's like? the
3: joke with him and the chick? Tried to get away. Um, oh. Uh, Starsky and Hutch. No. <laughs> uh,
1: Queen of Slough. Queen of Slough. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Starsky and Hutch. Fucking Junebug and Tanisha. Stanford and Sutton. Like, what the fuck? I knew it was something. Queen of Slough. was just minding his business yeah. when on a blind date with yeah. a chick ended up in a whole fucking cross-country chase. Because she don't know how to his muffin cat pill yeah. back because she, cause she don't know how to close her motherfucking uh, chomper. Yeah, but I heard Dan Kaluuya was phenomenal in that joint. He killed it.
3: So I'm going to watch it tonight. He went to
1: work. So. Have
3: you gotten into the soundtrack?
1: Not yet. That was part of my thing I was going to do on my way over here. I was going to start listening to the soundtrack. Then I ended up getting on the phone with my little brother and that just do everything.
3: The soundtrack is only available on Tidal.
1: Is it? Is it? I don't know. Because I ain't seen it on Apple. Better motherfucking not be. Ain't here for Jay-Z and his Tidal games.
3: I felt like I typed... Oh, no, it's on there yeah, now. On it just wasn't on there the other day.
1: I ain't to say, ain't nobody here for Jay-Z and his fucking title games. It's too late in the game for that shit, old hey. Ain't you trying to sell the company? Ain't nobody, ain't nobody playing these title exclusives no more.
3: Duh. Yeah, I'm going I'm, to I'm listen to the soundtrack. I'm interested to hear a couple tracks. The On Your Mind, Joan, with Lil Durk. Rich yeah. Nigga Problems. That sounds like it would probably be decent. I thought Nas has something on here. He does. Oh, EPMD. Okay.
1: Yeah, the Nas record, the Jay and Nip record. There's a Hit Boy record when he's rapping. Hit Boy is okay sometimes when he's rapping. Not all the time, sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to get into that. But I did movie, hear the J verse. I did hear that um, okay. on Instagram. But, yeah, so that's the first thing. Check out, uh, Ju- if you're black, check out Judas and the Black Messiah. If you're not black and, you're fr- and you are an ally to the black people, check out Judas and the Black Messiah. Excellent movie. Very, mm-hmm. very good. Um, second thing Justin LaBoy has reposted his way, retweeted re-grammed. retweeted, regrammed his way to a television show. Not a web show. No. Television show. Yes. Respectfully, Justin debuted yesterday on uh, Revolt Network. It's uh the two Justins. is Justin LaBoy and his BFF, Justin Combs, and flanked by some random Instagram thotties. And on their first show, they had Chris Brown and Kevin Durant. And what I want to know is, what the fuck are we doing wrong? Because maybe I just need to like aggregate some internet content and just post a bunch of fucking stolen tweets and shit.
3: You were on the way there with the "This Ain't Me" page. Oh man, you 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 could have
1: could rode that wave. I ended up. Yeah,
3: I don't know why you quit
1: it. Because I ended up in that that black feminist corner of Twitter. Yeah, one too many times. And once they put me on a Homer Simpson meme, I got the <laughs> fuck out of there. <laughs> I said, you know what? Y'all got it.
3: <laughs> Yo, you really do never know where the internet's going to take you. That's the craziest part about once, the internet. I,
1: they put me. I was in Spice Gang, dog. Once I ended up on Spice Gang, what is that? the fucking Facebook group.
3: Oh, I don't know.
1: Yes, yeah, it's literally the worst Facebook group in the universe. It's like 130,000 dickheads. All on there for the simple purpose of slandering and roasting you, oh, and I shit. ended up on Spice Gang. So yeah, once that happened, I was like, you know what? I want to change my image. Leave <coughs> this <laughs> <latest> internet <laughs> nefarity alone.
3: <laughs> How <laughs> do I not be knowing about these pockets of destruction on and Like I just
1: because you don't follow anybody.
3: Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, but <laughs> you
1: it... follow thirty-one people.
3: No, I think I'm at like fifty on uh, Twitter. Oh. But I'm I follow
4: like yeah no, I just <laughs> but I'm I don't, getting crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> shit is wild. Timeline is all over the place. But uh, Instagram, I follow like 900 people. I don't follow none. Of, and it's crazy because I was saying this the other day. I don't follow none of the junk. Right. None of the junk. So I was having a conversation. Shout out, Marv, man. Me and Marv have been talking a lot this week about the whole investing shit. Yeah. Marv's really heavy into it and he's really like put me on to like a lot of different things. So naturally, shit he was telling me, people he was telling me to follow, things he was telling me to check out, all week this week on YouTube I've been watching Videos and it's like already I'm starting to really understand right. playing a short position, playing a long position, what it means to be uh actual trading instead of buying stock, how to get yourself into where you're doing, like you said last week, the ETFs and the REITs and the real right. estate investment trusts and all these different things. And it's just, I've picked up on all this knowledge in a week uh. of just watching shit on YouTube and reading shit. And it's sort of like how I look at poker. I was ass at one point, I've super got into it, really learned the game, learned the math, and understood the concept of different positions yeah. in the game so i look at it the same thing with like working out i didn't know what the fuck i was doing now yeah. i really really understand putting on muscle making this shit doing this shit doing this whatever whatever and i was saying it the other day my homie I'm, I'm like explaining to him about the invested shit i've been watching and i'm like he's like how the fuck do you know all of this and i was like i've literally just been reading and watching <laughs> shit all week and he was like oh yeah that's crazy and i'm like it's wild because our like community, our culture, we focus so much energy and time on bullshit, bullshit and nonsense that it's like the same way y'all know all of Lil Baby and Jada's nonsense <laughs> and y'all know everything that's going on with Sin and, and whoever the fuck she's yeah. with this week and wh- what's going on with Moneybag, yo, and uh, what's the girl Ari. with the
1: face? Yeah, Ari, like you, 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 you could you, just, you know, you could take that little molecule of brain matter where you put all that useless information and put shit that can make you money. Yeah. And enhance your quality of life.
3: And I you know, I was saying the other day, I don't follow Shade Room,
1: Baller Alert, yeah, No. Saw. I, I don't care about none of this shit. I, so a lot of the things that go saw on. Saw the silhouette challenge with the motherfucking uh, ventilate with the with the oxygen. Yeah, if
3: somebody sent me that. John, I was like, this is wild. You know what I'm saying? With the tank, like <laughs>
1: with the tank on the side.
3: With the tank, <laughs> like. But it's just I don't follow none of this stuff, so it's not on my immediate radar. So I don't be knowing yeah. that this is the the nonsense page. Like, yeah, I had to ask you. I'm like. What what the hell is going on with Reddit that everybody's talking? Like, yeah. I, I really don't be knowing. And that Reddit shit is
1: especially embarrassing.
3: <laughs> it's especially embarrassing. Just seeing the fact that you watched two weeks later, people made millions of dollars off of the same platform. Which niggas buying. is on
1: it talking about who was stepper? Damn, who a stepper? Who got who? Who got uh, Tanisha from uh, from South Philly news? So like, I like to,
3: to to go back to the Justin Leboy shit. Like I was telling you last <laughs> night. Yes, Justin Leboy stole a lot of tweets. Yes, he stole you know content and all of that. But the man does work with the content. The shit is stolen. (coughs) But he puts his all into into stealing content content and learning what the fuck the people want to see and what they want to argue about and what they want to bicker. And he knows at what time to put this out and to do this and to have this IG question and this story. And the the man be working. You can't take that from him. He be working. And he's wiggled his way backdoored into a fucking television show where he's apparently bringing
1: A-list celebrities on there to talk nonsense. That's how you know that there's a investment from a network perspective into the product. Because, mm-hmm. one, you got the boss's son on the damn show with you. So if, this was, so if we wasn't going to support this and make it go, we wouldn't let him sit here next to you right. on this fucking platform. And then, number two, you got one of the two best basketball players of the last decade and Probably the biggest pop star since Michael Jackson, arguably, on the damn inaugural show with you. So that mm-hmm. shows you that we're trying to start this off on the right foot and get this shit going. And they're talking about bullshit, complete nonsense, complete it's nonsense, all social media fodder,
3: complete nonsense, complete bullshit. There's nothing that's going to help anybody. With in, you're not going to pick up any information from the, the the John I saw. He asked Chris Brown, "What's the first text you send out to the to the new bitch that we let him know you done with the old bitches?" And I'm like, this is this is ridiculous. <laughs> like, how did you even think of this question? <laughs> <laughs> like, all the shit you could ask Chris Brown, like, this is what the fuck you can't... And it's just like, yeah, it's garbage. It's complete nonsense. But he has a platform and he has a fucking window that's open and people going to pay attention to the shit. So my question is to, like, basically myself and to you and to us and just everybody else who's a content creator. Everybody else who's trying to be in media or entertainment is like... Do you completely sell your soul and like next week we fighting chickens? In the you know because we <laughs> we're gonna fight some chickens. I, fight some chickens. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Where it's just like we are complete nonsense. Like the camera cut on next week we fighting chickens. I got on a leather vest with spikes like Legion the Luke, of Doom. And I got on a
1: lucha libre mask. <laughs> <next. laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> just doing complete nonsense because it seems like at times the nonsense does get rewarded yes. in the short window. Yes, <sighs> we're not going to remember the nonsense in five, ten years. No, absolutely. Drake not. says again. I always like I say it all the time. Jay Z and Drake got a line for, for everything. Drake says, "Let's give it time. We'll see who's still around a decade from now." And that's real. Yeah, and it's just that's how you kind of got to look at it. Like slow progress is progress. Yes. I had somebody the other day talking to me about like the whole weight loss situation. And it's just like because she was like, I'm going to start a diet. I'm going to do this uh, diet for 10 days. And I'm like, leave that alone. Yeah. She's like, what you mean? I'm like, dieting for 10 days means
1: nothing. Yeah, it means nothing. You if gotta you, make a lifestyle. If you're
3: thing. gonna stop smoking crack for 10 days and smoke crack in two <laughs> weeks, it's just, it's, it's, you know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't
1: gonna smoke no crack in yeah, my birthday. Like,
3: <laughs> see what I'm saying? It's, it's, like, special crack it, I'm it, it's, it's like, this This <laughs> doesn't make any sense. I'm like, you want to change your whole entire like yeah. output, your whole entire stance on, on life. Because you can, and it's crazy because I, I've seen a lot of people now have weight loss surgeries and then start selling weight loss teas and fit shit and they just be like i would never do that yeah. because that's that's just this one it's a lie you Two, have no integrity you have no inte- it's just it's just bullshit but i watched a lot of people do
1: this yeah, it's the it's the like, blueprint it's all it's all that's a business model that's already laid out
3: you know you see what i'm saying so it's like yeah you know getting rewarded in the short is cool but Are we really going to know what's up? Because what happens in two years when you're not doing this and you're on the whole next wave and Uh. you're doing... And I've watched that from a lot of people. This podcasting thing from us isn't a fad. Right. We legitimately... We do this shit. Let's just keep it a buck. We brought this shit to the forefront for real, for real, in this city. So it's like, yeah, no, this isn't like some shit we just on because it's popping or, you know, whatever. We
1: legitimately love it. No, like we legitimately
3: got got to the point where we sat down and was like, yo, we want to be media personalities. C Diddy and Matt Makes Me Sick wants to be like that's what it is and i'll be honest and i'll say it on here like i've kind gotten, of gotten it myself like we've never really taken this shit 100 right for as good as it might seem the content that comes out for y'all i know y'all like oh man i love the show we could and be doing more we could be doing way more we could be yeah. doing a lot more and i think that's where you and me have gotten in the last couple of weeks the yeah. conversations that me and chad have had off air is like yo it's time to we're at the precipice. It's yeah. like we're either gonna go a hundred percent and go full throttle, or just go back to our loves. You you know I, I'm the poker rooms is open. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like so that's where it's just like all right. And I look at media nowadays, right? Even yesterday, Raj po- sent that picture of Justin Leboy with Rihanna from yeah. a couple years ago. Like, no, he he got to have some connections and stuff. And I'm like. Yeah, even that he got a picture with Rihanna in L.A. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's like you're not running into Rihanna shot right on Parkside. <laughs> it's just not gonna happen. At the whites on forty forty fourth and Lancaster. Yeah, I was down there getting a a uh, 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 uh what's the joint on Twenty Second Street? The cakes. Um, what's the joint on Twenty Second Street? Damn. I was at Denise's. I seen Rihanna coming out of Denise's like that. Like, no, it doesn't happen like this. You know what I mean? So you wanna be in a place where media and entertainment thrive. Yeah. And they run Hand in hand with everything else. Right. So it's like, yeah, that's where we've really been at in these last couple days. Like, yo, we might have to take this show on the road. road. Yeah. And the reality of it is, is like, I watched Beans and Oskino. Shout out to Nikki and shit, because it was on her joint, NGTV. Vicky. I, Vicky. Nick. I, Nick. I, I, the N <laughs> in the NGTV just always... I said that the other day. <laughs> Vicky at NGTV. It was on her uh, platform. And I watched the joint, and Beans was saying it on there. It was like, yo, at one point... We was going out every night, four or five different clubs. You would go out, Eve, Jill Scott, music. The Roots. Could you imagine Beans running into music? <laughs> <laughs> out, out at night, with AI at the top, like. At Blue Zet. Yeah, at Blue Zet out <laughs> of all places. But that's really, you know, what it is. And it's like, think about it. I was saying the other day, I got five different Bean stories. Like Jones, where I've ran into Beans and had actual interaction right. and just silly, funny shit. Yeah. Ra got a hundred Bean stories. You got Bean stories. Rob said, Beans tray turned on a stove in the club. <laughs> Start cooking. <laughs> cooking the grilled cheese sandwich. <laughs> Beans was crazy. <laughs> so it's just like, you got these stories because these people were out and about. Yeah. These people now don't be out and about. Fuck no. You're not just running into no Sixers, just out and about. You know what I'm saying? Whereas like other cities, it's like, yeah, you can go here and see this person. Yeah. Go there and see these people. You and ain't
1: seeing the Sixers nowhere but Barclay Prime and Recess. That's right. that. Right. Ben Simmons fucking learned the hard way. He was out every night when he first became a sixer. He, they was like, man, you better stop going to that shit. That motherfucker don't go nowhere no more.
3: Yeah, but I listened to Ron on uh Just Another Motivational Podcast. I listened yeah. to the episode finally. And it was like he was saying, like, when he got the Uncut Atlanta situation popping, I was like, I'm just going out. Yeah. Just out and about. And it's just like, yeah, we really don't have like a Especially when it comes to media, I'm not talking about that type of shit like right. bar shit. But when well, it comes, the bar
1: shit is finished. Also, when it well yeah here <laughs> it's over.
3: When it comes to media though, we don't have like media places and shindigs yeah. and things that go on. And you know, even when it goes down to like what the Rock Nation brunch would be considered, yeah. we don't have that type of shit here for for media. So it's like you you got to do one of one of the two not fuck with it or go somewhere else. And that's what Beans was alluding to on there. It was like, everybody on from Philly, and everybody loved Philly, but they got to go other places to make it pop. And he was like, I think we could change that. And it's like, yeah, we could, but not today. Yeah, fuck. gonna <laughs> take 19 years of work. It, it's going to take a dub, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, so I look at the Justin Boy situation, like, it is a little, like...
1: Damn, like what do that mean? Where I look at it is like is the messaging aspect of it. It's kinda like where you was going like, what does this mean? Like when you see somebody that like literally just aggregates internet content, like it's he he doesn't show his face. He's not talking, he didn't make no media rounds, none of that. Like he never even showed his face. And he ends up with a television show.
3: That's crazy.
1: That's crazy to me because it's like I know the work that Jesus and Marrow put in to get on Showtime. They had to fucking do a podcast. Then fucking do the Bodega Boys hustle and all that shit on the side. They had to sell a zillion t shirts. They had to put the Bodega Boys crews together for fucking five years, take a bad deal advice, get out of the bad deal advice, and then go to CB- CBS Showtime. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, that's like an eight year fucking process. So it's like, so when you see somebody just go and just like on an 18 month run and just fucking basically do what they did and he ain't as good as them. And their shit is original, and they literally have, like, a, a pop culture commentary show the same way, like, how people analyze clips on, like, sports shows. They brought that to pop culture mm-hmm. to where it's original, and it's their shit, and they're hilarious and funny and mm-hmm. all of that shit. And it's like, damn, so now you telling me that Justin LaBoye is on the same level as Jesus and mm-hmm. That shit don't fly with me. Like, right. that shit is goofy to me. More power to the man for doing what he did. He's just working his play. But for the people that are empowering him to work his play, it's like, damn, like, can y'all do a little bit more work than just, oh, oh, he got 2 million followers. Let's do a show with him.
3: That's really what it that's is. That's all it is. That's what it comes down to now. It's crazy
1: as fuck. He got 2 million followers. us do a show with him. Like, fuck all these others. And this ain't about TRPE because it's a zillion other shows out there. It's shows in Atlanta, Alaska, Utah, whatever the case may be that are making waves in their own right. And they're being overlooked for a a show based around like Internet fodder and messiness. And that shit is like dumb shit to me.
3: Yeah, I mean, but that's our culture, though. And it it goes back. I, I think I've said it on here before. Who you are matters more than what you're doing. Absolutely. In fact you've said the message is more the messenger is more We're important than the, the message. message. So it's like you look at like podcasting a couple years ago it was really about like content. Yeah. Like what are you saying? What do you have to say? Now podcasting is Oh Mike Tyson got a jump yeah. Oh T.I. got a who jump Who were you oh, before you had oh, a Oh Jeezy got a jump yeah,
1: And that's really what it has turned into yeah.
3: It's literally who were you before this
1: And I particularly don't appreciate the fact That the celebrities hijacked the podcast movement Because it was a grassroots thing That was created by the people By people that were in media And people that even weren't in media That wanted to break into it As a way of doing something alternative Than going to work for a regional radio station And making $22,000 a fucking year In order to do it. People Mm -hmm. said, you know what, I'll invest in my own platform, fucking scale it, build it up, and let it become whatever the fuck it becomes. Whether it becomes financially solvent or just pays for itself, whatever the case may be, I'm going to be able to go out here and get my message out to a group of people that understand me, that want to hear what the fuck I got to say. And then at some point, all of these celebrities fucking hijacked the fucking podcast movement once they saw Drink Champs work, and they like... Oh, Nori wasn't like a diamond. He wasn't Jay-Z of his era. He wasn't Tupac. He, he just was Nori. And it worked for him. Oh no, we could do this shit. And they got and a f- fucking million dollar couple million dollar deal. Multi, multi, multi-million dollar deal. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? At that point, it was like, oh no, I'm every little dirty rapper from the nineties crawled from under a rock like, oh, I'm getting me a podcast. Yeah. So it was, it was basically like it's become low-hanging fruit to where it's like they've cheapened it so bad. The same way like OnlyFans was for people in the sex industry. They popularized OnlyFans. And then all these celebrities got on there, hijacked the movement, and now all the girls that were legitimate sex workers that were on there trying to make their bones got to do all types of goofy tricks and all this nonsense to make a buck when Bella Hadid can just jump on that motherfucker Post a bunch of fucking random p- pictures, random pictures her from Instagram dinner, yeah. <laughs> from Instagram showing her thigh and make two million dollars in a day. And it's like, God damn, yeah. like my f- like the, the 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 common person is not allowed to have nothing to themselves. Yeah. Without the celebrity fucking I think that's train the bigger issue with driven with, through the fucking the town. You know I think I'm that's saying?
3: the bigger issue with this shit. Now that I'm really really looking at the Justin the boy shit, it's like damn. Because there are a lot of content creators who could do an actual show. A
1: real show that's about something that has a structure, a prose, a a plot, a message.
4: Yeah.
1: They didn't get, they didn't, they didn't go to even as ridiculous as T.I. is. They didn't go to T.I. and say, hey, you already got a show that's working. You got 300,000 subscribers. You're doing between fucking 250K to a million downloads every, come do your show with us. They didn't even do that. This nigga got two million followers. We going to create a show around him and throw some because he got the internet going crazy. He got crazy. the internet going crazy every day, so we going to fucking build a show around him.
3: I mean, sounds ridiculous, but that's really where we at. That's society. where we are. And it's 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 to me, it's not this this disheartening or no shit like that because it's, a, <laughs>
1: it's more annoying than disheartening.
3: Why do you say annoying? I
1: think it's annoying because like it like there are people out here doing the work mm-hmm. when it comes to media, podcasts, webcasts, web shows, et cetera, et cetera. So it's like you take a person that's not even, I can see if he had a podcast already. Right. And then they say, all right, you got this podcast, you got a following, we're going to partner your following and your podcast with our network to make it bigger. That's different than if you just take a nigga that's not doing anything right. or you're not even speaking. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's annoying. <laughs>
3: That part for me is a little wild. The fact that he, like, never... The fact that they had to go on, like, a, 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 a fucking guess-who mystery job. He didn't
1: have to talk to, like... He didn't have to talk to Good Day New York. He didn't have to talk to no Like, he didn't have to talk to anybody. Yeah. Television show. That's a little wild to me. That's crazy. <laughs> like, when you peel back the layers on the shit, it's crazy. You know what I'm saying? Congrats to him for sec- for securing the bag because at the end of the day I don't necessarily even know that it's him that was the driving force behind the shit. I'm pretty sure it's some executive at Revo- Revolt that's like I got it. Like he's yeah. at a pitch meeting and he's like With the two Justins, some sprinkle some Instagram thotties around like parsley, celebrity guests as dumb shit from the take co- <laughs> dumb ass <laughs> questions from the audience.
3: Yeah. We
1: got a show. Yeah. So he, so he's just he's the end result. Him in the show is the end result of it. But I don't think that he was going around like pitching this because I think he just doing what he did. Just however he just was doing it. Like he just organically kind of did it and it took on a life of its own because this ain't the first time he got hot on the internet. This is the most sustainable and the biggest Mm -hmm. he's got on the internet. But he was known for a bunch of shit. They was selling T-shirts or whatever back in the day on the internet was popping. Because, mm-hmm. again, you're from New York, 11 million people. People like you. All right, cool. We're going to support Justin doing his T-shirt shit. Then he had the Demon Time shit. Mm-hmm. He got a write-up in, like, the New York Times and some shit for the Demon Time shit. Boosie did the same thing that kicked him off the internet. <laughs> <laughs> the New York bias is nuts.
0: Yeah.
1: Like, are you friends with Kevin Durant? But We're going to do a write-up on you. You're helping everybody get through COVID. That was the title of the article. Wow. This shit is nuts. We live in Bizarre Land, yo.
3: Yeah, I ain't know that. That's fucking crazy. <laughs> see
1: what I'm saying? So when I So when I say it's annoying, like, that's what I mean. I like, see. The, yeah, I get it. It's get, annoying. That, yeah, yeah. The, um. Because what's good for the goose ain't good for the gander. Boosie got kicked off IG for the same shit this nigga got write up in the New York Times. about. That's wild.
3: We might need to do a show.
1: Yeah.
3: I'm seeing it now. Yeah. Like We might have to do, like, an actual slap. Shout out uh, Slap. I was talking to him the other day. He was talking about doing a talk show. It's like, I don't know. TRP presents. That real talk. Yeah. Like, and, and that's, honestly, I was telling him, like, that's where I want to be. Yeah. Like, doing our own production of just everything. We can
1: do it. It's like, you know, it's... It, we we just got to we, we got to put the time in. Yeah, we got to put the time we got to put the plan together, put the time in and just forge forward. It'll happen. It'll come together. It just it's no way around it. The yeah. content is too good,
3: the opinions are too good, the banter is too good, and the affiliations are there. The connections yeah. are there. It's just we just you know, got to work them. Yeah, we just have to start taxing the fuck out of them. Yeah. The uh But I'm definitely not mad at at Justin no. LaBoy for doing, you know, He's not. He's not at fault here. He's collectively. If ESPN called me tomorrow and be like, "Yo, we want you to replace Skip and Max." You I mean, uh, 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 Stephen A. and Max. He's like, "Okay, see you tomorrow."
4: <laughs> Y'all ain't gonna believe this. <laughs>
3: like, real talk. It's like I'm going full screaming <laughs> at you on there. So yeah, it just is what it is. Like the position or the opportunity get put in front. Look at uh, Meek Mill's bring the show full circle. Yeah, it was uh, probably 12 or 13 rappers who we all thought was gonna blow before me. He was, put the work in, and yeah, he got the... I chose. It just
1: is what it is. So, I got nothing else. Me neither. Um. Love yeah, me. man. Take care of yourselves this week. Uh, we're off next week. We're, yeah, we're um, going to be here. We both won't be here, so we'll be off next week. Maybe we'll try to sneak in a show before the end of the week. I don't fucking know. Um, but other than that, man, take care of yourselves. Be safe out there. Philly's going crazy with the murders still. It's just like... The murders and the traffic. Yeah, we just got to gotta get it together, man. We had a day like, the other day with eight murders.
3: That's, that's that, that situation the other day with the shooting at the gas station I told you I went past it and I just was like When I came back past it the gas station was open And people Bank was getting booming. gas and people Metro out. booming once and more. And I was just like how are we this desensitized Like yeah. somebody got murdered at this gas station ain't a couple no, hours ago Ain't no thing And motherfuckers is back chilling out front of the yeah. and I'm just like damn Have we learned nothing? No we haven't and It's just shooting at a gas station is just wild to begin with yeah. Because it's like what if this blows up?
1: Oh, before we go, get well to Saha the Prince, man. Somebody tried to kill him the other day on the highway in Atlanta, the rapper. Kanye, man? Yes, man. He said that he put a long post on his Instagram story. He said he was driving on the highway. Somebody, like, sprayed his car up with gunfire. He tried to do everything he could to get away from him, get off the highway, do this, do that. They followed him to the point where he crashed his car into a tree and flipped it. They got out the car, shot the car up again, and then left. Luckily, he survived. Wow. Yes. Somebody tried to assassinate Saha the Prince in Atlanta. Jeez. Yes. So everybody out there, man, be safe. Take care of yourself. Take care of your people, man. And, uh, you know, just stay out of trouble, yo.
3: Yeah, damn.
1: Crazy.
3: Yes. Yeah, I ain't know that. Everybody be safe, man. We out of here. Peace. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, But the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.